Welcome to Cutting Through the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I am your host, as always, Ben, and as always, again, I am joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Good day. Who's actually getting better at remembering his cue. <laughs> so, and his name. And his, his name. name. <laughs> and his name. That's important. So before we kick off the episode, I, I found my candidate for, for my personal dickhead of the week. Okay, breaking news. Um, this is Mark Taylor. He is known as the firefighter prophet, and he is a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Firefighter prophet. Yeah, he used to be a firefighter, and now he's a prophet. Okay. Right. It's a hell of a title. It is the firefighter prophet. That sounds like a really budget. Sounds like a Hunger Games episode. It's like an independent comic book that like, they printed two hundred copies. Like that's. So, yeah, that's obscure and weird. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighter prophet. Yeah. Well, okay. Now he's a prophet. He, ch- he does a radio show under the name of, um, oh man, I've got to pronounce this right because it sounds like Sheila, and I think it is Sheila <laughs> Zelinsky. Mm-hmm. And it's his radio show. Anyway, he has warned the, his listeners, I don't know how many of them there are, but this is a <laughs> right wing Christian show, so I'm guessing okay. there's probably a fair few. It might be. Um, he warns that Freemasons and the Illuminati are using a satanic frequency to change people's DNA and oppose Trump. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's They're playing... using frequencies. Frequencies. Freq- don't you think it's Donald Trump's inhumane and constant fuck-ups and just being an all-round bit of a hideous cunt that's yeah. turning people against him? Yeah. but He's given his own frequency out, exactly. and it's orange. And <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah, like you could literally get a tan from standing next to Donald Trump. <laughs> but orange with a hint of fashion. That's why it didn't hurt him looking at the eclipse. Yeah. See, is he is literally pure energy. <laughs> when he looks in the mirror in the morning, he's like, "This is brighter than the sun." <laughs> Fucking sun. It's nothing. Oh. Uh, fuck. But so, okay, he, where are the frequencies like, coming from? The Illuminati and the Freemasons. What, they're just from the, beaming them from their eyeballs? What, do they have... <laughs> they have what? some kind of station somewhere, I imagine, presumably. Okay. Trend, but he claims he's being bombarded with emails from Christians feeling isolated from their friends and family because of their love for Trump. That's a direct quote. <sighs> and their DNA is being controlled by the enemy. Now, in fact, my opinion in this, right, mm-hmm. is if the Illuminati are turning people against Trump, that doesn't make them the good guys in this scenario. Yeah. So haven't we got to rethink our philosophy, our, our standing on the Illuminati? Mm, nah, because they're still going to... I don't know, it depends. What do they... Because they might be loving what's happening, because America's... Well, I don't know, I don't live there, but from the media's telling me, it's quite a divided place at the moment. Pretty um, divided, yeah. It seems that way, yeah. And so, yeah, that's bound to, like, the ripples in a pond go out to families and affect, you know, it's perfectly plausible that in... A medium-sized family is going to be somebody who likes Trump, somebody who doesn't like Trump. I don't think frequencies have to be involved. They could be, because, you know, I, I'm i going to try and prove later on, <laughs> prove in the comments, <laughs> that, you know, music can influence us. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that's more a psychological thing. That's not your DNA being changed by a frequency. Um, this guy. 
Would you like to hear what drove him to this, the whole background to this? Okay. Okay. He, he watched um, Trump give an interview on Fox News, where else? Mm-hmm. Back in 2011. Now he sat there, he's watching the telly, watching Fox News, like good, good old, any good old American patriot should. Yep. And he heard God's voice. Oh. And it said, I have chosen this man, Donald Trump, for such a time as this, for as Benjamin Netanyahu is to be Israel, so shall this man to be the United States. Now, I'm going to display my geopolitical ignorance here and ask, <laughs> what did that dude you mentioned he wasn't Trump do to Israel? He was he's the, the leader. He's the president. Did he fuck it up? Prime Minister, whatever. Prime Minister. I, 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 I'll be honest, I know that the, the well, them and the Palestinians give each other a pretty yeah. tough time. And basically um, they're a far-right uh-huh. party within Israel, so it's... It's like the Republicans of Israel, so... Oh, well, David, Ike, yeah. David Icke tells me... Well, there's no more reliable source than the Ike. The Ikester. <laughs> Ikey mm. baby. I like Ike. Uh, <laughs> I prefer the Messiah. He's too tired. <laughs> <laughs> the goalkeeping Messiah. Oh, he'll blow your mind and save a penalty. <laughs> well, he tells me that Israel do a lot of very bad things. I don't understand, my understanding is a little is is basically they they do pick on the the little they bum the shit out of that little area, don't they? Well, the Palestinians. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Palestine. I know stuff. See, this is why we do a conspiracy podcast and mm. not a freaking factual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if this was factual, we'd be fucking screwed. <laughs> no, up, yeah, pretty much. But to be honest, there is. I think I did say this last time, but uh, I was talking to my friend Lucas uh, this afternoon. Um, it does, there is a very end times feel at the moment, just in yeah. general. And I'm not even watching much of the news. Like, the video I sent you of the, did you see the birds going yeah, crazy? Yeah, 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 that was great. I love that. Now, Do you want to explain that? Was, did they know the storm? Oh, yeah. Explain to the listener. It was, yeah. I think, from Houston, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah, yeah. Either previous to the storm or after the storm. I think it was just it was, before. It was in January, apparently. Oh. Apparently, mm. it's a yearly migration of these. Right. Birds. Oh, so they're not attacking so people. I thought they no. were freaking out and going crazy because they could sense the storm was coming. No, I think oh, it's it was a bit less than times. Then. <laughs> is that, is that the, the 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 tropical storm? Because it was downgraded. Remember, oh, <laughs> it only had thirty God. inches of rain. It's not a hurricane. Oh, and um, thirteen or, inches. Or the thirty. Thirty. That's quite impressive. That's excessive. That's my way. And so I saw a picture of a shark like, swimming down the fucking the freeway. Oh, God, oh that is nightmare did, fuel. Did <laughs> Sharknado, I've seen all five of them. <laughs> did it catch a monkey out of a tree? It did not. Oh. It did not, but the shark must have loved it because it was like downloadable content next to maps. We didn't want it for the Xbox. They're like, oh, shit, yeah. DLC, I'm on the Houston, man. Oh. It's like fucking Grand Theft Auto. Oh. A shark swimming yeah. down the highway. I hope some looter. I hope some piece of shit who's, you know, profiteering from other people's destruction and misery. I know a lot of stuff's been destroyed, but there's still going to be stuff of value that's stealable material. Awesome. I hope Looting. some looter gets yeah. fucking shark-savaged. Oh, that would be so beautiful. And I hope it's on camera. I wouldn't watch it. It's a bit grim for me. But, yeah, what an awesome justice that would be. <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer it was um, like Joel Osteen, the Christian preacher. Oh, evangel- with the uh, mega church. The evangelical preacher with his 16,000 capacity church. He was like, mm. no, I can't open the church. It's flooded. And then they went there and he's like, this is pretty dry, actually. Yeah. Um, why, why aren't you letting people in? Isn't that what Jesus is about? <laughs> people uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right now. I've had the Uber in. <laughs> open it up. Yeah. Is that anything well, to do with your public shaming or was it your Christian yeah. beliefs? Wow. Um, well, because they can't use the church to 
tell shelter people, it's only there as a tax shelter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, fuck that guy. Yeah. Anyway, he had to open his church anyway, his precious church, and let the. Hey, man, it's a fucking great church. The people that he's happy to take the fucking money off of, and like you know, con and that's how we get. How do you? How does one? Obtain a mega church by obtaining fuck loads of money from yeah. gullible fucks. Right? Uh, Forty million a year. He's, he's bringing in through that place. Jeez. I mean, this place is huge. I mean, tax it is, free. Tax. Uh, it is a football stadium, uh, massive stage in the middle. I mean, we're talking. I don't even want to estimate how big the TVs are, so uh, no, but they are like festival grade screens. Geez, a mega church. Can you imagine? That's such. A, that's so American, isn't it? Oh yeah, because you couldn't just have a church. You guys a mega, mega church. church. There would be you could build one that big in the middle of England, never fill it. No, never fill it. Not no. Maybe half capacity for a really special event if you got Cliff Richard to sing the, <laughs> the Bible hits. Wouldn't that be a mega pedo in a mega church? <laughs> oh, allegedly, 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 allegedly he's one of the ones they let off. <laughs> Operation New Tree, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, I had a little a, a brief news story before we get into our main um, our main subject. Uh, just, I probably should have found it before I started talking about it, but it will only take me a second because of my I'm uncanny rambling. I'm rambling. Help me <laughs> because of your uncanny professionalism. <laughs> because of my um, okay bookmarks. Um, I've got a science story for you, Mike. Hit me with it. <laughs> um, I think. Okay, loading. Well, <laughs> this is amazing radio. Um, <laughs> um, there's a definite air of professionalism. Oh, come on. It's essentially, um, if I can remember now, nah, this will be fun. <laughs> um, that some people have been researching um, the origins. Oh, here we go, thank God. Human DNA. You might have to do some editing there, Ben. Mike, Mike, Mike. Human DNA. Human DNA was designed by aliens. Scientists have researched. Completely plausible. And this is from the website realitybeyondmatter.com. I have absolutely no way to verify their um, goodness. Well, they sound wow, completely reputable. Yeah, they, it sounds like a sciencey thing. Human DNA was designed by aliens. Scientists who spent 13 years working on human genome have sensationally claimed a pair of scientists from Kazakhstan. Oh, well, we know, what, we know what they've brought to the table in the last few years. They've got, they got the Russians into space. Most of the stuff was launched from Kazakhstan. Uh, so, yeah, this yeah. is quite cool. Designed by a higher power, alien civilization that either wanted to preserve a message in our DNA or simply plant life on other planets. Maxim A. Makukov, Makukov, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I like that. Um, of the Fesaknov Astrophysical Institute, which sounds like a real place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vladimir I. Sherbak from the Al Farabi Kazakh National University spent 13 years working for the Human Genome Project, a mission that hoped to map out human DNA. Their conclusion was that humans were designed by a higher power. Try that again. A higher power with a set of arithmetic, arithmetic patterns and ideographic symbolic language encoded into our DNA. They believe that 90% of non-coding sequences in human DNA are genetic code from alien life forms. Well, yeah, perfectly plausible. Go with that. <laughs> um, I'm sold. 
I'm sold. If the Kazakhstanis are saying it, <laughs> I'm so in. the yeah. forefront of technology I'm, I'm, and <laughs> thinking. Oh, oh, this is the cool bit. Uh, they state that the sudden boom in evolution experienced on Earth billions of years ago is a sign of something happening on a higher level that we are not aware of, and that mathematical code in our DNA cannot explain evolution. Nibiru. Oh man. Alien seeding. Kazakhstan. The Anunnaki. Shit. Gold moon. So, so our choices are mm-hmm. get burned in a massive nuclear fireball <laughs> or mine gold for the Anunnaki. This is, this is where we're heading at in the next sort of six months. Uh, oh, it's a bleak future. Isn't it? It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, on the bright side, until then, we just smoke and drink as much as we can. If I don't get to see the end of Game of Thrones, I'm going to be seriously pissed oh, off. You've got to wait another year for that stuff, haven't Maybe you? Maybe two, but... Oh, God. Either way, if I don't get to see the end of that, see this is why I just. If the Malinaki come down and say, right, we can't, you know, you're gonna mine the gold, but we are gonna continue Game of Thrones. I'll probably be slightly less pissed off. That could be a reward because you you can't be a 24-hour slave. We're literally incapable. We will have to sleep at some point, and maybe they'll let us have television. Maybe. In between a, the a, propaganda broadcasts. Well, a happy slave. The propaganda. <laughs> a happy slave is a productive exactly. slave. Exactly. Okay, so. Yes, one episode of Game of Thrones, 19 hours of backbreaking labour under the gun. The threat of a gunshot <laughs> and laser beating. gun. Laser gun, yeah. Laser gun that will probably melt your DNA from the inside out, and just and but leave your consciousness able to experience yourself melting. As long as I can yeah. watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant at all. No. I've got to say. No. Sounds like it sucks, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I wish you had so, better news. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was news corner or science corner or whatever the hell. So yeah, frequencies. Trump. We hate Trump because of frequencies and not the fact he's just a dickhead. Yeah, not the fact he's a dickhead. And your DNA came from aliens, which is now being altered by the frequencies. Yes, and the man from Kazakhstan said so. So <laughs> <laughs> cutting um, edge, cutting real. edge. So shall we get into a? Uh, our main meat of the week is we're going to talk about the 27 Club and general musical conspiracies and and just dodgy goings on in and around um, uh, music because the thing with rock stars is they're very um, they're so wild and romantic and out there and unknowable and untouchable to us that there's lots of myth and legend surrounding them and and you know and uh, so we're going to try and get to the bottom of the fact, do the Illuminati and the CIA, are musicians puppets of the Illuminati, do they then get killed off when they outstay their welcome, or do they just tend to be daft, drunk and near swimming pools? I, I'd go for the latter. Well, we shall see. We'll get there. <laughs> I mean, so, it's, it's a lot to control an entire industry, right? I mean, and you've always got your rebels. We have to explain Rage Against the Machine in that scenario. Yeah, but you see, they, don't, but they can't control the whole thing. No. They control... Popular, they could talk because no. you got to remember the three of us sitting here are all into alternative music. We yeah. don't listen to the top four. We don't listen regular Thank people. God. I hate to break it to you guys, no, no, but regular normies, um, they are constantly being bombarded with the top forty at work, in the car, wherever they go. Some choose to be bombarded by it. What? So yeah, I know. So they're be they're receiving a different message than us than what we're listening to is giving us. But we'll get there. Can we? Um, so we're going to go through some weird shit in music, and I think, can we start with everybody's favourite moonwalking monster? 
Wacko, hands off my child. Jacko. Michael, <laughs> sleep in my bed and then chisel the spunk off this Macaulay Culkin face mask. <laughs> I was Jackson. Just, I was just going to say, are you a fan then? <laughs> no. No? Mike? No. no. Uh, um, I'm going to admit to liking a couple of songs. Oh, don't call myself a fan. Fine. Thriller's yeah. alright. I've got nothing yeah. against that. There's okay. probably another one that's alright yeah, as well. Some of his earlier stuff with the Jackson, Jackson 5. Jackson 5. Oh, I don't do the Jackson 5. That's uh, I don't know. I like the Jackson 5. Uh, I, can't, you know, I can't be doing with it. Uh, so I, I deplore it. I've got two, I've got two uh, little stories, uh, or it could be completely factual. Around uh, Michael Jackson, um, there was a, I watched a really interesting interview with him. Um, it was around a period I don't know what exact year, but how black was he? Do, well, he was. Do you remember a period where he was extremely white? Yeah. He had the long hair and a ponytail. He'd had a bit of a nose job, but he was still mm. a fairly handsome, normal-looking. Sort of early nineties, mid. Yeah, early, very early. Like, still a bit of a heartthrob. Wasn't a recluse. Not looking like Johnny. He didn't look like a fucking monster from hell. He he looked like the world's most famous pop star. Yes, it was strange that he was quite that white. Yeah. This interview was fascinating. He was accepting some sort of award, and he was openly ripping into his music company at the time, Sony BMG, and uh, and he was talking about how they owned him and they wanted to own his soul and um, like. Uh, they sort of had him over a barrel and they wanted one more album out of him and he's like, well, I've been a very smart businessman. And he's like, they've got their album, it's a compilation, uh, and I'm leaving. And he's like, I've generated billions of dollars for them, and, yeah. but they still want to control me and as if they own me. And he, he's calling the guy by the name, CEO, calling him a devil. Uh, wow. He's a devil. And he said, but I've been very smart. I'm leaving, they've got their album, but I'm leaving owning half of Sony. Eh? He bought, he, I don't know, somehow bought out his own, I don't know, but that's what he said. Okay. I own half of them and I'm leaving them. But you can't make, you can't do that to the devil. Exactly. The devil's smarter than Michael Jackson. So, then, things really started to go quite wrong for Michael Jackson. <laughs> they did. And now, you know what I mean? I'm not fucking Columbo. <laughs> uh, one well, more thing. It's perfectly plausible that they... They fucked him, yeah. I think. They well, they can to do it to town. anybody. They, yeah. They, they are extremely powerful yeah. uh, companies. Um, if you control the narrative, you control mm-hmm. what people think. So they destroyed him publicly, which yeah. obviously would mess with you psychologically, which might explain the the plastic surgery the you know because he never actually got charged did he I don't want to get into he, he two because I don't really know he settled out of court he settled oh. out he don't pay I mean he paid like 10 million dollars mm. for each settlement who were brothers as well the family having decided mm. their first child was allegedly molested <laughs> then sent his younger brother to go and be allegedly molested which is great parenting yeah. but they ended up with 20 million dollars yeah. And I think you don't pay out $20 million if you mm. haven't done something wrong. You let yeah. the courts decide. Yeah, but then also, mm. do you want your your name the, 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 the shame and the... No, it's I want my name to be bloody cleared. Yeah. Is it paying out of court? Yeah, no, but you've got the money that, to make it? it disappear. They've got control of the media, and they're saying, oh, you know... Yeah, but juries are sequestered during trials. They don't have, yeah. they don't have media access. It's Michael Jackson, who in the friggin' United States doesn't know who he is. Yeah, they don't know who he is. They can't. They're not supposed to look at the media regarding the trial. Is it? <laughs> it influences. Yeah, it's, but it's a whole. It's it's a bit of a sham, isn't it? Because it's impossible. You're in that. You're in that bubble. Look. Mm. In the bubble, he had a chimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
blow bubbles. Blow bubbles. Blow bubbles. Wind bubbles. And he probably did blow bubbles. <laughs> he definitely blew bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bubbles. <laughs> oh, bubbles had a fucking ace life. Do you know what I mean? He was Compared to most chimpanzees. He had a leather jacket. <laughs> he was probably skating around on roller skates, smoking cigarettes, wearing yeah. a little fez hat, drinking Pepsi. I bet, he, I bet he's fucked more beautiful, like, top class hookers than I ever will. Or oh, Michael Jackson ever know, has. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's a wino smacking, though. <laughs> No. <laughs> what happened to Bubbles? He's on the streets. He's on penniless. The, he's on the celebrity. Hand jobs for crap. He's going to die like Oscar Wilde, penniless on the streets. He's in Celebrity Big Brother next year. What are you on about? <laughs> oh, I'd love to see Bubbles. I said, every time I'd watch Celebrity Big Brother, he'd chimp flinging shit at Joey Essex. <laughs> and tearing his face off. <laughs> That's what I want to see. That's television. Give me when, that. And then when he stands there holding Joey Essex's ripped off face, melting from his Poor, he goes, hee hee, there's a perfect moonwalk. Exactly. <laughs> On roller skates. Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Book it. <laughs> so, Channel 5 will snap it up. Okay. Channel Look. 5 will So, hang on. So, Sony is basically that law firm in the film The Devil's Advocate. Mm, okay. And Michael Jackson is the Keanu Reeves Casal character here. He's being just fucked from every level. And there's a. I believe there's some plausibility to that one. And also, a second Michael Jackson conspiracy, and I think a lot of this actually happens, is that he died in June 2009. And the weekend he died, I was at Glastonbury. So I can remember exactly where I was. So that weekend he died was the Iranian Revolution was happening. Okay. And uh, a lot of people believe that um, it was, his death was a well-orchestrated attempt to divert our attention in the West away yeah. from what was happening in Iran yeah. because uh, I, the reason I brought up Glastonbury was because I was there, it was Glastonbury, but as soon as word started to spread, it fucking overtook the festival. Yeah, Everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Everybody. Bands were covering songs. It, it, so it, shit, do we know any Michael Jackson songs? But no, nobody was talking about Iran, right? So like, uh, maybe this one wasn't a case of that, but I definitely believe. And, I've, and if I was a real journalist, I would have researched this. Because <laughs> I wanted to look into like celebrity scandals, the big ones, and then what else was happening that week. Because it always seems to be mm. some sort of bombing campaign, yeah. doesn't there? When, yeah. when we're all worried about somebody slept with somebody yeah. and did this, somebody called somebody a pleb. It's a tool of use, distraction, man. Yeah. It's, it's been proven. Mm. And it would have been very easy to kill Michael Jackson because his doctor, he had a doctor feel good who was pumping him full of shit anyway, a bit like a, like Hitler had as well. He was fucked. He was fucked. For a genuine so, second there, I thought his name was Dr. Feelgood. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. no, that's where the name comes from. No, wait, no, no, that's not right. Uh, no, I'm Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from the casual racist accent. <laughs> Something doesn't seem right here. <laughs> that's what they call me. Would have been worse if it was Dr. Strange, actually. <laughs> yeah, but, so Dr. Be, but how easy would it have been to... Uh, because you wouldn't even have to buy him off the doctor if you're the Iranian government or the American, whoever was trying to cause a distraction. You threaten his family, you'd fucking, you know. Yeah. You're going to fucking. One of them injections you give him next week is going to be a little bit too much, isn't it? Or I'll blow your daughter's fucking face off with a machine gun. So he kills Wacko. We're all talking about it. And this thing that I don't even know about and couldn't be asked to research happened in Iran. <laughs> So well, was the whole Arab string? It wasn't just Iran, was mm. it? Was it the whole Arab string around that time? Oh, kind yeah, of time? Was, that was Tunisia, Algeria, Libya, Libya. Was it Libya? It was all going off. Well, Libya because I, they had Gaddafi, didn't they? 
Yeah, but we they all kicked off and then we helped Did you know I've never brought myself to watch it? I couldn't, but there is footage out there. They showed the bayonet up Gaddafi's Yeah, they sodomised him with a knife. Yeah, you can see it as well if you want to. No, I'd rather not. No. Who posts that on the internet? <laughs> who, for a start? Libyans. Who thinks <laughs> of that? Secondly, who says, um, oh, you know what? Hey, you've got a 70-year-old bloke here, I do know. I know, let's sodomise him with a knife. And they not, hey... I just got a new fucking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> 1.2 megapixel camera on this baby. 4G. I can upload it straight. Uh, Facebook straight, Live. Straight to YouTube. Oh, fuck's sake. Who's doing that shit, uh, man? There was a Facebook, like a dude Facebook load himself, just oh, GTA style, just walked up to an old man and shot him in the head Oof. in the street. I did see that one by mistake. I have seen the, the famous you, Faces of Death. Ah, I watched that years ago as, yeah, a, as a youth and yeah, I was too. upset by it, man. Very <laughs> disturbing, isn't yeah. it? Like suicides and murders. Shootings. And the famous ones, that American senator blowing his head mm, off on live TV. Yeah, and you all of a sudden you see he starts one. rambling a little bit and then he pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the mouth. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot That's of the society blood. we live in, folks. <laughs> Yay! And it's all going to get worse because of the frequencies. The frequencies? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, should we take it in turns? Do you guys want to give me... Because I've got a few to get through here. Well, I, I like... Um, I've got sort of uh, mythology of rock and roll, mainly. Okie doke. We won't do the 27 Club yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get We'll on to that. We'll put it in the, put it in the pocket. And we'll build to up it. to that. Um, I, I, I'm going to start with Robert Johnson, legendary blues guitarist. Oh, yeah, good place to start, there. Yeah, and you know, bit of bit of Satanism creeping in again. Mm-hmm. You know, Hail Satan, after all, he's yeah. our go-to guy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> he does the editing. Through Mike, he's a thoroughly nice chap. <laughs> yes. Um, so legend says he obtained his creative and technical genius from the devil himself at a crossroads near the do- the legendary dockery plantation um he also died mysteriously at 27 yeah i like the way he died though wasn't it he wasn't he flirting with some bar owner's wife well then... it's mysterious <laughs> yeah but possibly poisoned by a jealous husband yeah. but if you're, Robert, if you're Robert Johnson you're the best blues player in the fucking world Dude, I know exactly and why aren't you flirting with bar staff yeah, exactly every bird wants God to be your Johnson doesn't yeah. it <laughs> Goddamn black man flirting with my wife I suppose killed him I suppose that's another thing 38 oh, uh, exactly it was 938 out in the south in the yeah. backwaters it was some racist fucking asshole husband what a way didn't it take him two days to kill him as well but that could be because the power of Satan that surged <laughs> through his yeah. musical veins, but yeah. So, but do you know where this myth came? Is this just something he started telling people? Well, the song mm. "Crossroad" okay. is where it comes from, and he in the song he actually the lyrics are he falls to his knees and asks the Lord for mercy in the place where he made his Faustian pact. Right. Oh, so he's he's trying to get out of he's it. He's trying to get out of it, and I've heard mm. a similar thing with um. I, I listened to a podcast. I didn't take notes because I couldn't be asked to listen to the podcast again because it was a full hour. <laughs> I didn't have time. Hey, but it was we're, a jo- professional. we're professionals. But I remember enough of it, and it was mm. John Lennon. Apparently, had a similar a, a Faustian pact. Forty, forty they're meant to be forty-year mm. pacts, and Lennon had uh, um, was coming to the end of the forty years, and he made a lot of references in his songs to. Wanting to get out of something, wanting to get out of a deal, and there was a little bit of just obscure. I think he wanted to get... dude wrote a book on it, dude. So... I think he wanted to get out of the fucking south. That's how he wanted to get out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, um, choose. What's the, this the lyric? Is it 
Tuesday, bloody Tuesday, something like that. Sunday, bloody Sunday, I've heard. I've never no, heard Tuesday, bloody Tuesday. No, there's a, it's a lyric in a John Lennon know. song, and it's like he was actually shot on the in the uh, UK time. It was Tuesday. I've heard morning. lots of things all that. Yeah, and but catching this, the rhyme, then we just go down mm, and rabbit But this Robert Johnson was very influential to yeah, that generation. Yeah. Oh, and and everybody he, has some kind of. He's kind of the beginnings of rock and roll, in, in my yeah, understanding. Well, the lineage, you know, sort of blues, rock and roll. Um, yeah, you end up, you go from blues, you end up, you go. I mean, to, did people in like the medieval times sort of sell their souls to be able to play the lute better? <laughs> would I you, wish what, they would. Though, could a lute player though? There's, see, that's the thing. Could a lute player gain a crowd like of you know thousands it's the of King's like, court. like do do do? It's no, the I don't know. They not they, in green sleeves. Green sleeves. How does green sleeves? Finger picking green sleeves and put the King Henry VIII and he made it. Yeah. You're there, you're not getting your head cut get cut off in the morning. You ain't the problem happen. is though, you can't fuck all your groupies because of like syphilis or killing yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You. Loot players die like, like <laughs> just drop like flies. Yeah. But hey, what a couple of years they have. <laughs> they burn very bright but very brief. Yeah. But the the crossroads. <laughs> it's a really good point they, though. They, they, Rockstar they, loot players. They live their lives like a candle in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's kind of topical. Oh dear. Um, but the Crossroads song mm-hmm. has then got lots of weird coincidences about it. You start with um, Clapton um, covered the song in Cream, or certainly had the Crossroads song, mm. and his son tragically uh, in yeah. 1991 fell through the open window. He did didn't he? So, so there's that a lot of horrific. bad luck. So um, 1969, the Allman Brothers covered Crossroads released it on the massive ni- uh, 1971 live album Live at the Fillmore East. Right. Uh, a few weeks later, Dwayne Allman was killed on his bike after a lumber truck suddenly stopped. Oh. I can keep going. Mid-70s, okay. Leonard Skinner adopted Crossroads into their live act, and in 1977, three members of the band were killed in a plane crash. Holy shit. So there's a lot of bad oh. luck associated with covering that song. Don't cover it. Don't cover it. I'm oh. never going to cover it. In fact, I'm never going to play know it again. Song. I listened to it earlier, to be fair. I don't I'm, know I'm, it. Can we sing it now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking concerned. I listened to it earlier. How about, I'm sure there was a horrific boy band called Blazing Squad. Oh, please tell me they, they covered did, it. No, they did a cover of a song called Crossroads. Not this one, oh. but it's called Crossroads. Now, hopefully there's some sort of spiritual manslaughter <laughs> happens and they're not like they didn't directly cover um the crossroads but by you know by association the, yeah by association they'll get hit by a fucking tree tree hit <laughs> tree i don't know <laughs> there yeah, has been not? storms yeah there's been <gasps> the guy from hello hello he died in a, a piece of wood he did yeah yeah hit him Rene. yeah that's how Rene oh. died no he didn't did, 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 no he didn't die he was injured oh did he go in like a mad coma or something, something like that he was quite seriously injured yeah yeah, yeah. No. Have you ever seen the final episode of A Lower Love? It's no. fantastic. Oh, I don't think I have. I used to love that, though. It's like the Madonna with the big boobies. You're the fallen Madonna with the big boobies. Big one, man. Oh, oh, do, do, oh, man, have I got time to go for the, the very brief plot synopsis of the last ever episode of A Lower Love? <laughs> Come on, man. You clearly want to. It's all content. Oh, it's, oh man. Basically, Rene walks... You basically, Gruber... Uh, the colonel, is it Gruber's yeah. the lieutenant, the gay lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, the colonel. Helga. And Helga show up in this Rolls Royce in the old right. French village. And they're all, like, been aged. And mm. for some reason, Lieutenant Gruber is married to Helga and the colonel is his chauffeur. Okay. Gruber made a fortune selling stolen art after the war. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's looking for the Madonna with the big booze. For the Madonna with the big booze. Uh. René walks out the cafe that's still there. Uh. It's Gordon Kay just as he is. Uh. And they're like... 
oh my god, Rene, you know, what the hell? You haven't aged at all. You're exactly uh, like... And he's like, oh no, you're thinking of my adoptive father. I was left on the doorstep here at the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and they took me in and raised me as their own. And then old Rene comes in uh, and he's in a wheelchair and he's still got um, Vicky Michelle pushing him. Yeah. And um, the old his wife's now the old woman in the bed with the hearing trumpet. Right? <laughs> and there's a statue of Rene in the square. And he's yeah. like, oh, I don't know what happened to the painting. The resistance must have taken it, or the British had it. I don't know. Rene got a statue. Rene got a statue. Rene. Rene. Like he blundered his way to him because oh, the resistance hero, didn't he? Fucking anti-far fucking twats ripped it down, haven't they? Bastard. No, because he's good. He's fought Nazis. Oh, they just hate was statues. Was he English though. policeman there? No, French he wasn't. No, he's English. He was an undercover. He was an undercover opposite. Which is why <laughs> his accent was exactly. so great, and they got him to say they got away with him they saying did. "cunt" in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Alex, I heard that. Did he just say cunt?" <laughs> one of my remember the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, remember there was an English butler. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was watching it one afternoon in the middle of the day, and obviously our swear words aren't swear words in America. And Jeffrey the butler turned to Will and. Was, don't be such a wanker, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, spat my Cheerios out, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they got away with cunt. <laughs> but so, yeah, anyway, um, Rene then sort of, mm. I, think, I think Vicky Michelle leans on the statue's arm and it falls mm. off and the fall of Madonna with the big boobies is rolled up inside uh, the arm and he and Vicky Michelle finally elope even um, though Rene is about 80 at this yeah. point, they finally go off and... Go on, Rene! Go on, Rene. Well, stupid woman! Sadly, the Viagra hadn't been invented, so mm. how long they lasted... Rene right? didn't need Viagra. <laughs> no, he didn't actually need He had her. <laughs> she was the she, Viagra. Yeah, to be fair, she, Vicky Michelle back in the day, them stockings and that... Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the pygmy woman. <laughs> <laughs> the pygmy woman. I don't remember, actually. I don't... Yvette, Yvonne, Yvette. Yvette. Yvonne. Yvette, I don't, I don't know. know. Mm. Right. Back anyway, to Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> Mimi. Mimi, yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, Mimi. Back, back, where were we? Crossroads. So, listeners at home, if you never watched the um, 80s British sitcom Hello, 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 Hello you won't know you what go. the fuck we were on about then. And if you've never watched it, then you've lost out. And now we're talking about the, the, the soap opera Crossroads. From the yes. Benny. Benny, maybe he was touched by Satan. So, I think what we can agree with is that while Satan will give you some power, mm -hmm. he's not too keen on other people ripping it off. Right. Now, what... There's something romantic about the idea, isn't there? Selling your soul to the devil in exchange for talent and... I'd do it. Well, it's his oldest heels, isn't it? I mean, it, it was the Faustian, the original Faustian Faust. pact. Faust. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, the damnation of Faust, yeah. the opera. I don't know you wrote it, but I have heard it. So. I've seen it in theatre, but... Hey! Oh, <laughs> some opera glasses too. Every man theatre in Liverpool. Oh, oh, the city of culture. Just because it's, it's called the Everyman Theatre yeah. doesn't make it any less elitist, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Oh my God. He's a, he's a fucking Illuminati mole. <laughs> hey, look, it's not my fault. I'm cultured. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's next? Who would like to throw throw us a, a rock and roll conspiracy? Or myth. What have we got? What, what are we doing now? The Club 27? No, no, we'll, skip, we'll, we'll keep going. No, I'm going to get back, I'm afraid. I'm well, so you're yeah, our go-to guy on Club 27. Yeah. Do you want to throw another one I'll again? I'll throw one out here. Um, I've got a few here. This is probably my favourite one. Now, gangster rap, Ooh. of which we're all massive fans. 
I, I represented the, the, the hang on, which side is the better side? West side? West side. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the east side. I'm from, east, the, I'm from the side that won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, gangster rap was not necessarily invented, but it was... Um, it was pushed so prominently and um, and allowed to dominate the music industry in order to glorify drug dealing and violence uh, in a plan to inspire people in ghettos and poor areas to uh, to want that kind of life. Of course. To want the kind of drugs, crime, and you know, um, rising to the top of your hood. Yeah, but it never used um, to be like that. But. This is in order to provide a constant supply of criminals to fill privately owned, privately owned prisons, which the owners of which... Okay, we need some backstory here. We need okay. to back up a little bit. A bit of backstory before I explain the Illuminati. It might not even be the Illuminati, but some very rich people and their control and hold over uh, the music industry and what they... Basically, the big three labels... Sony BMG, Universal Music Group, and Warner Music Group, and they yeah. dominate the vast majority of the music market. All the tiny little niche labels and specialist labels that you know and that you think are yeah, independent, yeah. they're not. Follow them back and they're owned. Just keep following yeah. the parent company, S back and back. Subdivisions. They're all subsidiaries yeah. Yeah, of the big three. Now, these um, record companies... Um, well, this all comes from an anonymous letter that was sent to um, um, a rap music um, sort of website. Um, well, a few anonymous years letter ago. has to be trusted. Well, uh, a few years. You always ago. trust an anonymous letter. It was it was a really good letter. That, that basically, that the some people in these record companies were silent partners in some of these uh, big uh, private prisons that are being built, and right. they definitely had a vested interest in filling these prisons because you you get subsidized by the government for how many prisoners you have and stuff more like money that per head feed yeah. them clothes oh, yeah. Yeah. And the more, the more yeah. profit you can skim down. i mean a profit motive on prisons yeah. it's ridiculous oh, it's horrific and it's it's modern slave labor yeah isn't it? Mm -hmm. now the thing is the rap music was on the rise but there was i'm no i'm no expert on rap music no, but before this Gangster rap sort of explosion. There was quite intellectual and political. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash and mm. yeah, it was, quite, it was fun, safe and harmless, and almost fluffy in a way. Well, it wasn't safe and harmless. But not from NWO. It was political. He had is that, is that purpose. Where started? Did Public gang Enemy. Did gangster yeah. rap start with the likes of NWO, Public Enemies. I, I don't no, you're know. You're going back to Grandmaster Flash in the seventies. Mm. Oh right, okay. So it's, it's, so it's in the nineties though. It's, 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 yeah. Is it family safe? No, no. He sung. He sang. He sung. He sang about. You know, resisting cocaine and things like this. And oh, so he's still giving it a positive message. Yeah, it's a positive. It was message. fairly, it was fairly aspirational music in some ways of getting out of the ghetto and things like that. And from again, so, no yeah, expert. You're about educating yourself, yeah, get out the ghetto. bettering yourself. But then in the nineties, not fucking pick up a gun and join it. You mm, know, this gangster rap thing where it just glorifies that life and and, and most of these artists, well, not all of them, but a lot of them never lived that life anyway. It's no, sort of kind true, of um, actually, yes. record company creation. It's a bit like metal bands singing about Satan and things who aren't Satanist at all. They're just, it's part of the, the, of the culture of yeah. the music of what you do. It's part of, just like Eddie on the cover, you know, it's part of yeah. it. Well, but, the Maiden Fair never pushed the Satanism. They may have done Number of the Beast, yeah. but they never really pushed the whole no, Satanism. No, they've never really They were, they were encouraged to, but they were like, oh, no, yeah. it's just, we've got the music, it doesn't matter. 
I have, sorry it's a tangent, but I have a nice Iron Maiden story from, um, on Saturday night I went to visit an old friend I haven't seen for 10 years. Wow. And she's just recently had a baby, it's four months old, and uh, she did that thing that people with new babies love to do to people like me who haven't got children, is dump the baby on you at oh. some point in the evening. Hold the go, baby. Hold this, you know. Ah, yeah. Hold uh, the baby. No, so I'm holding a baby, Dinosaurs. and she goes ah. to make the bottle, and and it was horrible. I was looking at the baby's face, and I literally saw the emotion go from okay to quite scared. <laughs> saw tears literally form from nothing, then roll down her cheeks, and I was like, ah, I'm causing the pain of this small <laughs> human. I'm like, what do I do to my friend? And uh, she was like, rock her gently or something, and sing to her, and I was like, oh god. And now this might be somewhat Freudian, <laughs> but the first song that came to my head was Run to the Hills. <laughs> and I sang it soft. I didn't full on Bruce Dickinson it. Like, oh, oh, you know, I, 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 gen- you I gently crooned it. And it worked. And my friend came in. She's like, oh, you're a natural. It was really good. So Iron Maiden works for babies. <laughs> is what I'm saying. But, um, oh, bring your slaw. Bring your torch to the slaw. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. No, no. That's, that's an abomination. Um, it's not the best, is it? I gotta hate that. Oh, but they hate that song too. It was number one though. That's a weird thing. Yeah. It's only UK number one. It was one. made for a film, wasn't it? It's one of them things where I hate. You mention Iron Maiden to someone who has no idea of Iron Maiden, and they go, "Oh, bring your daughter to the store," and you're like, "No, fuck off." Yeah. It's like some massive Johnny Cash fan. Oh, Ring of Fire. No, fuck off. That doesn't represent Johnny Cash no. at all. It represents one single that he made one time. But I, I, I digress. Um, so yeah, so this idea that, so they're using gangster rap, they're choosing what to promote. Now, this is where I think the Illuminati comes in. Right. Because we do know, scientifically, the music has measurable effects uh, absolutely. on the human mind. Yeah. And, um, and on our mood, you know, we know that from our own experience, like you could profoundly change your mood with yeah. the right oh. combination of melody and words. For some reason, there's something primal about it, something Goes that we understand as a baby in the womb. Well, you know, like, if you go on the string theory, strings, mm. you know, um, reverberate, reverberate oh. frequency. Is it a wave? Is it a frequency? Uh, and it goes back to a shaman banging a stick on a hollow log. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they say that the first word of God was om. And literally, I have, uh, I have been on enough drugs at a festival where I literally did dance to a man hitting something. <laughs> everything else was closed, there was no music left, and a man was making a beat on a, some sort of drum, no, yeah. like not a musical instrument drum, like a drum that had water in it or something at one time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> a water butt. Yeah, something like that. He was hitting it, and I was like, yeah, man, woo! Um, but yeah. so right, did you I do feel sorry for deaf people. I've got yeah, to say, but can they feel it though? Do you think? Yeah, you yeah, feel the vibrations. Yeah. yeah, but is it the same? Or... And like, you must. I've only met a couple, but have you ever met someone who says to you, "Oh, I don't really listen to music." Mm. Yeah. What the fuck is the deal with them people? I just listen to what's on the people? radio. Oh, I've heard people are even. Oh, I'm not really into music. What? Yeah. You're, who, mm, sociopath. <laughs> Honestly, your alarm bell should ring, and if somebody. I yeah, but if they're bombarded with all that pop shit mm. and they don't know about the other, no. maybe, maybe. But the conspiracy is: are the world's most popular artists part of the Illuminati and either controlled or owned by them, 
or even high up members themselves. Does this explain that triangle shit that loads That's of people going are going on now? I've yeah. got an explanation for that because I've got a list here. That this will show how fucking cool we are, guys. All right, okay. How many of these guys have you got <laughs> in your playlist? Jay Z, nope. Kanye West, nope. Akon, Shakira, nope. and many nope. more have all in recent <laughs> no 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 in in recent years used Illuminati symbolism in their videos and photo shoots, lyrics. Some and I've put people in quotes for some reason in my notes. Some people believe this to be evidence that they are part of the new world order and sold their souls to the devil. Literally, the most common symbol these artists have been using. Uh, recently Pyramids is to put eyes. your hands over your eye to make a pyramid to create the all-seeing eye. Yeah. Um, but why would such a secretive organisation be so in our faces? And I'll tell you what. A more realistic theory, though. Sorry to get all real. Can I just put in before on, you go on that Put in. <laughs> I just want to say the pyramids and eyes are fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's just in it's the eye. It's joke. It's trendy. It's trendy. I've got a little... X. A more realistic theory for the prevalence. Because this is all rap music. Akon, Jay-Z, this is all rap, urban, whatever it's yeah, called yeah, these days. Point. So, um, the prevalence of Illuminati imagery in rap music, uh, which is actually the most popular music in the world at the moment, really? could be the need for oppressed people, and i.e. black people in America, to have a bogeyman to blame, you know? Yeah. For keeping us down, when reality it's white guys passing legislation on law and, you know, like damaging communities by closing things down and, you know, that type of thing, but they need a bogeyman. And also, this is my... A theory I came is that the all-seeing eye is on the US dollar. Yes, it is, yeah. These yeah. guys are making fuck tons of money and they came from poverty, a lot of them. Yeah. Are they not just showing off about having... Is it not about money? Why read that... No, yeah, that and, makes sense. All, all about the Benjamin yeah. thing. Is that you're saying it's all about a $20 bill? Yeah. Or fifth, whatever it's, the hell a Benjamin Franklin is on? And if, well, they could be just announcing that they're in this It's group. But if no, you're in the Illuminati, you're not going to be... They're not going to put up with you. If you're Jay-Z, who is, I guess, you could say, the most popular artist in the world at the moment, he's one of your guys in Illuminati. You're working together... He's agreeing to release the music you want him to release to influence and control and help with the whole keeping us docile. He's in on the whole thing, him and Ike. Um, <laughs> you know, are you going to be happy with him then walking out on stage in front of a massive all and i and doing all this symbol with his hands? And you're going to be like, Jay, Jay, come here. <laughs> what are, are you doing? fucking sh- You're in the fucking club. It's secret. You don't go off. You don't every photo shoot get that. Fucking get that triangle off your face, you prick. I'll fucking suicide you in a minute. Ah, but what if they're preparing us for a new religion and that's going to be the icon to fight the aliens? You know, if... They're going to say, look, we've got alien technology, join us. But well, I'm in it for that. There's a, there's, a tum- mm. uh, there's a festival called Tomorrowland, is it? Tomorrow? I've heard of that. Yeah. It's not Tomorrow's World. That's, that's no, the that's, uh, <laughs> I used to like that. So did I, so I first found another Carol Warden. <laughs> oh, Philip oh. Forrester for oh. me. Carol. Fucking oh. Lord of oh, Bear with age, I can find one. Oh, you listen to this, man. Carol. Holy moly, if you're listening, Carol. Oh, there's three of us, we'll make you airtight. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> and to everyone listening, I'm sorry to our female listeners. I have got toxic masculinity. I'm a male pig. I'm going to go and stand in the corner and castrate myself and, and carve snowflake into my forehead with a knife. Well, she's a gilf. I mean, come on. Yeah. Is she a granny? I'm now? just trying to appease the internet. Um, that's what these liberals want you to do these days. Like, that's what liberals want. If 
No, you've got Schrodinger's liberal. What, wanking now. over no. gilts? If I say something mad <laughs> about, about, about Carol Vorden... Then I'm one it's track. Not, it's not enough to apologise. It's not enough to apologise. You're the only guy that, ring, that actually clicks on the ads next to porn hot sexy grandmas in your area. <laughs> Don't even... Man, it always makes... It bugs my mind. Those adverts exist. Enough people click on them for them to yeah. fucking exist. Yeah. I literally saw one the other day because it's it's using where your it's using your location data as well. Yeah. An advert literally said uh, it was a picture of a ridiculously hot blonde girl, and it was something along the lines of Sturchley's uh, richest millionaire. Shares her <laughs> secrets. They tried to make it local. I'm willing to guarantee there's not one fucking millionaire in Sturchley, let alone the richest millionaire. Oh, and if you are a millionaire in Sturchley. Please up. get in contact with us and um, give me your know, details and where nice. you live. Yeah, it's quite nice too, Sturge. No, I don't think there's millionaires though. You wouldn't uh, live in Sturge if you're a millionaire. Nobody else is going to know where Sturge is. Google Earth that, yeah, that shit. Google Earth it. And, and if you are a millionaire in Sturge, the Old Telford, you yeah, we give could, us your address. Give us some money. Oh, they're in Prizely, aren't they? We no, could no, have no. a microphone each if you <laughs> give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> we could go well, Posh. We could have ones that hang from the roof. Um, so. So basically, but I do think, because let's, let's look at this. We're going to sound a little bit like old men now, but do you agree that if you watch a music video of, of a pop star from today, mm-hmm. that to our eyes, it's, it's basically pornography. It's so much more graphic and explicit yeah. than it was. It makes things that we had 20 years ago look so tame. And I know that's the nature of progress, but... What they do, no. their things are becoming. I'm not accepting that's the nature of progress. I mean, it, it's going mm. in a direction on well, purpose. Well, look, mm. you can you can pretty trace all of that back to about 20 years ago, which is probably mm. Britney Spears' One More Time, mm. Indie, where she was the schoolgirl. Yeah, that's. But what are they doing? And, and you'd argue that's the start of this mm. whole. I mean, barring White Snake's uh, fantastic video with a chick dancing on the hood of the car. But that's rock and roll. You can do that. But are they? Are they? Popular culture is different. Are they dumbing down the youth? Yep. By drilling them with the message that sex and status are all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, why? Well, that's what, that's why would what, they do this? Are they? That's what they're handling? How, how do they handling. benefit from a more morally corrupt society? That's because I believe they are. I do definitely think I see what my friends' kids. A the lyrical content. They listen to a lot of grime. The guy who I mm. do the store with, and. I think if their dad could understand the lyrics, they would never be allowed to listen to it because I'm listening quite closely and holy fuck, it's it's literally like gangster rap but British in British accents and they've got a whole language that they use that like and it's all about being a road man. You know what one of those road is? Man? A road man is those young guys that you see with a, a man bag, gloves, a hat. They sell drugs on the street. Um, you know, I've got a man back. Yeah, but no, <laughs> you know the type. <laughs> you know the type. The little square Adidas one. Oh yeah, yeah, them, them. Yeah, have, mine's bigger than that. It'll be over like his shoulder, like that. He'll have gloves on in summer, a tracksuit. Um, he'll have a knife on him. Fuck me! Uh, <laughs> I'll never get out again. That's a road man. Uh, they're everywhere. That's you know, and they're they're starting at eight. They're everywhere, man. Eight, eight <laughs> nine, ten. Man. But they're all listening to this grime, and they're all thinking it's cool as fuck to sell drugs. And uh, and state sex status, to, but what do what did Illuminati get from this? Are we more docile then? Is the next generation just getting dumbed down? Yeah, look at the lyrics this. that we listen to, man. It's all about looking to be 
who you want to be and, and attacking mm. the status quo and yeah. raising issues about war, poverty. I quite like to attack status quo in all fairness. I fucking hate status quo. Oh, man, I, Ben, I watched them play at Glastonbury. I don't care. I, it I, was I, fucking great. They know three chords. It was all my favourite bands. It's the same three chords in every song. They, they, they don't, at least they don't pretend. No, they don't. But they've got no right to be on any stage other than the fucking lamb and flag down yeah, the road. I could get they you. no right. I could get you a certain level of drunk and you'd fucking love status quo. No. Come on. No. 4,500 times. Yeah, whatever you want. Do, do, whatever oh, you God, want, my ears are bleeding. Whatever you want, oh, whatever I wish I was dead. I wish I was dead. Them and you be 40. Can't no. fucking stand me. I'll tolerate <laughs> reggae to a point. Right? I will tolerate reggae to a point. Not white it, man. it is all the same fucking riff since Bob Marley. No one has moved that bloody genre on. It's all the same riff. The only original guy was Bob. He's having a run. Right. And I'm sorry, there's only one thing worse to me than reggae, and that is white boy reggae, which is just shit. Right? Well, You're a brummie. Fuck off. I don't care about your red, red wine. You can suck my nuts. Would you rather have reggae or Nicki Minaj? Do I get reggae to look at Nicki Minaj? Time. No, uh, well, okay, yeah. That's the only two choices. We're in the bunker and we forgot to bring our music, and there's a yeah, choice of Nicki Minaj 40. or you <laughs> Then at that point, I'm walking out into the rad waves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and going for a walk, but, gentlemen. I may be some time, yeah, yeah, and I will just go. I may come back half lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be but, a bonus. <laughs> to, to Mike's point, though, previously, about uh, the sort of music we listen to being lefty. Well, we're not that lefty, but, you know, alternative. No, because you've got Schrodinger's lefty now. Oh, what's a Schrodinger's uh, Schrodinger's lefty? Schrodinger's lefty is an annoying, whiny little snowflake who's also a violent thug that beats up Nazis at the weekend. <laughs> Fuck, that really almost <laughs> described <laughs> I'm, I'm beating up a Nazi for a while, but... Oh, Jesus. Well, uh, but, right, uh, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, our yeah. music, our um, the yeah, music we would listen to, our generation. It's inspiring a bit more rebellion, like you're saying. There is fucking evidence of government agencies trying to suppress musical acts uh, specifically in the 60s um, well of course because the Rolling Stones and the Who were banned from going to America mm, for a yes, while they, tried, they, they set up the youth they set up the state there's a bit of a conspiracy did they plan they worked together with MI5 uh, the FBI to plant drugs to do a drugs bust on the old stones um, that wouldn't be hard though uh, in fairness just prevent them coming to America for a tour. But my favourite part of that story is Marianne Faithful was found rolled up in a carpet with a Mars bar in her vagina. <laughs> That's how they found her during the bus. Now yes. I don't know if they've just put that in the papers to fuck to make try and make them. Because I think that sounds like MI5 trying to think of, hey, let's think of something really bloody rotten that <laughs> we found there. We'll put it in the papers and they, they will, they'll, they'll never sell another bloody record. What's the worst thing you can think of, Jeffrey? Debauchery. Think debauchery. Uh, Mars bar. Mars bar. In the fanny. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, everybody heard that and was like, oh, those guys fucking rule. <laughs> yeah. hey, what? Was it back to Mars bar? <laughs> <laughs> it was when they'd finished. <laughs> <laughs> It was a splattered massage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, but they weren't doing the dark chocolate so, ones back then. <laughs> <laughs> she invented it, man. So, so, what a party that must have been! Wake up in the morning, man. Yeah. Was rolled up naked in the carpet with a mask on. Turned. You the fuck do we do last night? This is awesome. <laughs> do we just want to check that we're still live? We're live. <laughs> fuck you, CIA. Um, but see, so they used to try and suppress them in the sixties. But have they sort of? 
decided that it's better, you know, a case of if you can't beat them, join them. And whereas now, instead of trying to suppress musical acts, they just promote the fuck and help yeah. the ones that they, they think will give us the message they want to give us. And let's face it, like, you know, we we can go and see a band, you know, like, well, I'm wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt now, I love them. We, we could probably go and, well, I saw them at Download last year. How many people do you think was you know, 80,000? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Maybe a bit more of a one-day ticket mm. show. But that is a band that is only popular to its fans, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And to that... So even in that scene, Iron Maiden aren't everybody's... No, I'm not a major Maiden fan. So, but you do see... And they were awesome. Yeah. You do see... I mean, I was at dinner this year. Maiden mm. weren't playing. I yeah. had a Maiden t-shirt on. Yeah. You met a Maiden t-shirt you did see. Mm. I, I'd argue two in ten. So and they weren't even on that weekend. So they manage this without using the apparatus of the mainstream. They don't get radio play. But what my point, I guess, I'm trying to make is we're a small but vocal group, really. In yeah. the grand, when you look at how many people buy fucking Jay Z records, for example, oh, or, fuck, or, yeah. or bloody I, Bieber, I, Bieber, oh. for God's sake. Oh. Uh, there's a tool of Satan if ever I fucking seen one. Apparently he's found Jesus now though he's <laughs> giving up music so oh, yay Jesus has finally done something good oh. for us. I might pull my punches next time I play <laughs> Jesus but I'll be alright good one on Biebs by the way. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, a little shake in the gloves. Yeah, when we're in yeah. the clinch when we're in the clinch I'll be like hey Jesus by the way good one. <laughs> dig, dig to the ribs <laughs> yeah because like you guys pointed out to me I did realise the flaw in my plan because he comes back every three days this fight is going to be for the rest of my yeah. life I'm at some to... point he's just going to run up behind a shank you yeah he's going to get really <laughs> fed up he's yeah. going to be like fuck this turning the other cheek shit yeah. he was known for shanking <laughs> <laughs> what a shanker <laughs> but, um, so yeah I think do we are we Sort of Roman prisons. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on the same shank page. Shank will be shanked. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, it's, it's certainly a possibility. I mean, like, I mean, all right. Profits of Rage. I saw them at Download this year, and they were very political because you've mm. got you know three of the members of Major's Machine. You have got a guy from Public Enemy. You got a guy from Cypress Hill. They're quite yeah. outspoken bands. I mean, Tom Morello, the guitarist, is flipping his guitar around now and then, to which he cunningly uh, attached a sign saying, fuck Trump. <laughs> you know, they, they preached the election had just happened in the country, and they said, look, you nearly had a revolution in this country, you nearly got Corbyn, you need yeah. to go and do this, you need to keep at it, and, and, and you need to get these people out. And they were quite vocal on that. Mm. Um, Whereas so, Rihanna's lyrics are literally, work, 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 work. <laughs> That's a song. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. And that's downloaded 12 gazillion billion times. I mean, what was the, um, the, the, the when Beck won that Grammy instead of Beyonce? And who was mm. it stormed the stage? Was it Kanye? Jay-Z, was it? Oh, something. No, like. Kanye, no, Kanye did it to Taylor Swift. He knocked her out of the way and was like, Beyonce, you should have won this. No, it was Beck. Was it was it definitely Beck? Beck. Did he do it to him? And he won it? this Grammy. He's like, oh, and someone, someone, oh, no, no offence to, to Beck, but Beyonce mm. should have won this. She sold the most records. And it's like, you have like a hundred people working on that fucking album, mm. Beyonce, writing your lyrics, which are shit, because it's just all, like you say, well, yeah. that's Rihanna's, but she ain't much better, let's face it. No. You shake your ass for a bit, you sell some records. Mm -hmm. Beck's fucking writing the damn songs, he's playing the majority of the instruments, mm. he's, he, he, he got signed to a major label. Well, he, well, didn't sell his soul. Didn't sell his soul. But he still he won that Grammy off the hard work, not mm. because he's an Illuminati stooge. Yeah, you see, that's the difference. But you know, like then again, how, how do you explain the 
how do you explain the popularity of something like Bieber? Well, is it, are we just too old? It's not aimed at us. Well, that's the first no, thing. That's yeah, not yeah, music is not made for us. That's the first thing to state. But, oh, fuck, I don't know. It's marketed, it's pushed, it's mm, deliberate. It's chosen. Like I said, these three companies, so that's a small board of people. So what is listened to by the whole world is controlled by, I guess, in white White, small group rich of white men. rich very rich possibly men Jewish who know who knew this, oh, yeah, God, knew, no. <laughs> knew that sex sells I'm not gonna punch don't give, they I'm don't gonna give a Nazi. shit what effect that's having on your children the sexualization of you young people and like the fucking uh, brainwashing of them through this shit that they're watching and listening to they don't give a fuck about that because they know it fucking sells and they're sitting on their yachts and they're all that and their kids aren't in trouble they're in great schools and stuff and these people are the fuck whether they're Illuminati or not they're fucking corporate monsters mm-hmm. they're yeah, devils yeah. man they're in it for money they're Michael it for Jackson everything. was right and I didn't think I'd be saying that when when I started this but yeah they are fucking devils and I do think they they're just pumping this shit out and it can only get more we're not going to have a vast like um, like well, Kurt Cobain, cleaning up of music, are we? Kurt Cobain realised he realised he's been used. Mm. Yeah, but he also was going to put a big push saying to vote for Bill Clinton amongst the youth. Mm. Well, well, yeah, but it was okay. Uh, well, mind you, lesser two evils. Yeah. Well Speaking of yeah. politicians and music, then this is a little change of gear. But I did not know about this conspiracy until a few days ago. Um, when you started researching, yes, and, um, <laughs> and uh, the singer of I didn't write the fucking back. My bloody Valentine, I think. I've heard of them. From him. I'm aware of Basically, them. Basically, remember Britpop? Yeah. Britpop was um, a sanctioned movement promoted by the government and designed to promote patriotism in that generation. Makes sense. And, we, we were yeah. cool Britannia, do you remember? Now, listen, it was meant to rival grunge. Listen, there's something to it because just a few years before Britpop, around 91, Morrissey, one of my favourite singers, don't judge me, <laughs> um, he was bottled off stage, vilified and branded a horrific racist who supports skinhead gangs because he dared, he dared to drape himself in the Union Jack flag really? on stage. This is about 91. Wow. Flash forward a couple of years, you've got um, Noel Gallagher going to the White House, uh, White House to number 10 and giving a Union Jack guitar to uh, a... Yeah. Um, Blair, you've got Jerry Halliwell. Say Tony to you. Tony, sorry, you were saying Tony. He's been knighted by everybody. He's oh, been like, God. He's Middle East peace envoy. He was Middle East peace envoy, and he was also the, the, fucking the state um, in the oh, Middle shit, East. The philanthropist, philanthropist, <laughs> philanthropist of the year. Say the word for me. And he was Save the Children's Patron of the Year. Oh, he, but he fucking. You didn't save the brown children, did you, Tony? No. They're all there with bits of their faces melting and dripping onto their knees from the fucking dirty uh, bombs you sent. <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah. From all so, the fucking. Um, Depleted uranium shells, yeah, yeah. which Fine I may have you. handled a few of them. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to my children. <laughs> okay, so uh, back to Britpop. <laughs> but there, we were cool Britannia. Yes, it was Jerry Halliwell, the yeah. dress. Oh, God. It wasn't Jerry, racist anymore, Jerry, was it? Oh, Jerry Halliwell, the dress. Why wasn't that flag racist anymore, though? What happened? I'm just going to need five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Princess Diana die about this? Time. Uh, Seven, was it? Mm, something like yeah. that? I'll always remember I was on that day, asleep. And what, they were basically just trying to get us all, it was all a cynical cash grab, really, to like, sort of give us some 
Um, but things were going well with the country too, at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was and, and too, The economy was booming. We had great music. It was a good time to be alive. We kicked the Tories out. We, you you yeah. could stroll. I mean, I could have left a job on Friday and strolled into another on yeah. Monday. I mean, Got a load. it was actually yeah, it was a mm. good time. And I suppose maybe we're looking back at it with you know rose-tinted mm. glasses a little bit. But we yeah. didn't have nuclear war banging on our fucking door no. every, every couple of weeks. It did we? certainly wasn't like the it world is was now. pretty reasonably stable. Yeah. I mean, Lots of people call the 90s the second summer of love when the rave scene exploded ah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that. underground, Happy Mondays. Ex- ex- uh, ecstasy was spreading for the first time, um, this was an underground illegal scene but it was nothing violent or no, dangerous no, about no, it. The newspapers pushed Oh yeah, the oh, kids, yeah. They, they, tried to, they tried to paint it out oh, as absolute hell I was hell terrified as a kid. Uh, but my, well, the guy I would do the market with is 10 to 12 oh no maybe 15 years older than me and he was in his prime at that time and yeah. the stories he tells me of like you see it was just it was just the last great happy time it was and interestingly i was watching the oasis documentary supersonic uh yesterday morning and um noel talks about this and that in around 96 they played those two giant gigs at nebworth yeah where like Hundred thousand people turned up for two days running just to see Oasis, and they'd only been around two years. Yeah, yeah. He said it would that could never happen again now because this was before the internet, before the social media. Something could grow just person to person. Yeah, it could yeah, spread, yeah. you know, without people. You know, just I don't know how much. with the Facebook though, everyone's putting their yeah, but everyone's putting their spin on everything now. Back then, it was just I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was. I remember Blur Oasis. It was mm. Blur and Oasis, one and That was a kind of a media creation. That was, yeah. That whole you should always just embrace them both. We should have just embraced them both. Yeah. Why put them against each other? When we, we're lucky enough to live in, in the time. Yeah. We're lucky to be young enough in the time when two bands who were pretty good at the time yeah. were cheering next to good stuff. I was, I was in the Oasis part. I was in Oasis. Loved, I've got to be honest. Now, I, I prefer both. Blur. I loved both. I really did. Um, Oasis scared me a little bit when I was at school because. Um, I don't know, I just associated some of the, you know, the cool lads, older lads who would knock you out maybe if you looked at them wrong or walked around with Liam Gallagher's hair. Yeah, they had that mank strut as yeah. well, that sort of long arms, yeah. shoulders, swaying. And I was just all a bit intimidated by it all we watched bit. a mank guy get robbed at... Uh, oh, was it Reading or Leeds? Leeds, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We he, had these... he came around drunk, wasn't he? Annoying the fuck out of us. Yeah, singing he was Oasis drunk song. the entire weekend and mm. he'd seen Oasis and they were shit. Oh, no. I watched Oasis. You didn't. I didn't. Um, I because I was an Oasis fan. I'd never seen them, so I went to watch them. Mm. I believe it was a choice of them or Lost Profits on the other stage, and we all know history remembers them. <laughs> I, was so, at, I was at Lost Profits. Mike, Andy dragged me. How do you feel? Oh, you man. watched a pedo. You watched a monster. Oh man. Mind you, we've all seen Jimmy Savile. So, uh, yeah. But um, we've all seen yeah. Animal Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but can you tell what it is? But it's drinking fever. The signs were there all along. <laughs> but Oasis were shit, and they were right. actually booed off at the end because they were wanged. They're having a they bad day. They played a short set. They yeah. were what they were supposed to be headlining. The funneling criminals were on before there, and they mm-hmm. were fucking awesome. The, the ways were terrible. This man guy comes back to this their little circle of tents just mm. down from us, swigging from a bottle of vodka that's near enough empty, mm. so he's pretty much nailed it all. He fucking nails his, tips the bottle back, arches his back, gets every last drop he can out of it, 
and then he hits the fucking deck. Oh, shit. We're like, oh, like, a bit of peace and quiet. And we're like, we're stood there around our little fire. Oh, look at that. And then this dude just like scuttles out the shadows, yeah. the glow stick, fucking runs it over the guy's jeans pockets, yeah. has his wallet, yeah. fucking gone. Yeah. And you're like, and well, we just were like, whoa. Well, we saw a crime. <laughs> well, he was a cunt anyway. Yeah, he was a prick, yeah. So he deserved yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes the universe balances out. Yin, yang. Yeah. yeah. Some days, you're the guy on the floor. Some days, you're the guy who ran off with the wallet. Most of the time, I'm the guy who ran off with the wallet because I'm the first aider at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a terrible first aider. I am. I'd faint at every... <laughs> Please tell me it's not an actual injury. <laughs> You're just feeling sick because anything else, I'm gonna fall down. Um, I remember my first aid training, and the, uh, the the trainer was always saying like, just if somebody's like not not be able to breathe, for God's sake, don't don't stab a pen in their neck because <laughs> they'll sue you. <laughs> See, I can actually. Put, I can never I, get that by my mind. I am. I do know mm. how to put in an emergency track yacht. I've never done it on anything but a dummy. Yeah. In theory, I know how to do it. Because yeah, he taught But I couldn't do, I'm not allowed to do it at work. Yeah. Like, no, by the way, I could, I'm sounding fucking cool at your first aid training. By the way, I, uh, I, I was trained how to put in an emergency truck out to me and I can do it with a sucking chest wound. And they're like, yeah, that's great, Ben, but uh, can't use any of that here, mate. <laughs> I've only Shit. got our smooth pen at his neck. <laughs> I've got plenty of pens. <laughs> Don't stab a pen in my neck. <laughs> So, um, I can't help it, it's just a thing. Was John Lennon killed by the CIA? No, he was ended by his post Jim Pact. Okay, um, was that <laughs> guy who killed dead. him? Mark, Mark Chapman, was he an MK Ultra um, brainwashed? He had the catcher in the rye on him, didn't what he? What was it with this catcher in the rye? I've I read the book. Is it, is, is I it, it out. pop stars? I saw, I sought out that book at college. In the college, new college library. Were you planning on killing a music no, musician? No, because I'd heard about it in. I'd seen the film Conspiracy Theory. I think it's literally called that, starring Mel Gibson. Mm, Mel Gibson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's, you know, it's about it's that MK Ultra thing, yeah. And he has that copy of the book that they made him read, so I was like, God, there must be something to it. And then and I tracked it down in the library and I read it, and it's basically the story of just like a young rebel just rebelling, going and getting a prostitute and rebelling. It's quite cool. It's. I don't see that it has anything to do with um, being a government operative. I don't know where that thing comes from. But, ah, he, but you're going to have trigger words. Um, you're on that old like, LSD, yeah. you've been brainwashed yes. with LSD. It's like, you know, trigger words. It's, it's mm-hmm. like Captain America 3, Civil War, mm-hmm. the, the rush uh, thing, the, the, yeah. the Winter Soldiers, that freight train, yes. boxcar, 70, yeah. hammer and sickle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it but, ties into sort of Satanism because mm. that's how they... When they have like paedophilic sex with kids, not Satanism, right? Not Satanism. That's how they break them, doesn't it? That's what I've heard. That's what Ike mm. says, and yeah. So Ike's far too well informed on this for me. <laughs> well, no, I don't think he's that well informed because all these fucking quotes are from blokes called my mate Philip. <laughs> yeah, my mate Philip who took a bar with penis up the yeah. arse, but then they went to the priesthood. Yeah, the, the trauma is meant to sort of make their mind malleable, so you yeah. Can, mm. And that takes us back to the Operation Pegasus back on the Multiverse episode, yeah. which I'm tying in, tying in the continuality. There you go, look at um, this. Where, you know, they were basically sodomised into having their minds more made, more, as you mm. say, malleable. And they've been listening to fucking Justin Bieber since they were born, so their fucking brains are mm. like mush anyway. Okay, here's another conspiracy. 
Did uh, Jimmy Page get his musical talent from the devil or just ripping off other people's songs? Oh, God songs? damn, you know what? I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I don't know. Did he get him from the devil or just plagiarism? Well, he was really into the occult. Yeah, and he plagiarism. And plagiarism. <laughs> but I, I do mean, know what, though? I haven't brought myself to listen. There are comparison videos all over YouTube and that, and I'm like, do you know what? I don't want to break the illusion. I've only heard his no. versions of these riffs. Yeah. They're the monsters of rock. The gods, the Viking gods of filth. Yeah. I don't want to say I mean, let's face it, a whole lot of love was essentially just for anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I, want, I want to be your backdoor man. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I was walking like an Egyptian. Walk like a rape victim. Sorry, oh, that's awful. Oh, 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 oh. What, bow legged? <laughs> Things got dark, but come on, we're talking about Satan. Right, so oh, he, he did study the works, <laughs> obsessively study the works of our favourite occultist, Alistair Crowley. The reason, Mr. Crowley. The reason I can't come unless there's a severed goat's head in the room anymore. <laughs> um, he even bought and lived in Crowley's supposedly cursed castle at which is called Bolskin House on the shore. <laughs> Bolskin, Bolskin. Oh, so close though. Bolskin House. But it's on the shores of Loch Ness. I mean, it's cladded like a testicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's cladded in the testicles of his sacrificed <laughs> children. But, and, uh, has anyone ever Have you seen heard that of, testicle oh. bag? <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you ever seen that? No, no I don't it, know. It's what's actually happening. a rock site that looks like a ball bag. <laughs> Who would wear such a thing? <laughs> Even with the hair coming off and everything. The <laughs> with their Justin Bieber in their headphones, not knowing they've been fucking Satan washed, brainwashed. And their ball bags on their back. <laughs> You're going to lose that ball bag if you go anywhere near Jimmy Page's house, lads. <laughs> Right, so, so. Has anyone ever heard of an occult filmmaker? He's called Kenneth Anger. I believe he's still alive. He made an underground film classic called Lucifer Rising. I can't Paint have. really collaborated with him on this. Okay. Right, they used arcane symbolism and gestures in the mm. concert film The Song Remains the Same. Robert Page was given glowing red eyes. And, of course, the Zozo symbol that Page wore. I used to have a t shirt with that on. Um, that's an occult symbol. Oh. Right? Or, do you always like to hear the, the alleged secret message on Stairway to Heaven? Come on then. Apparently if you play it backwards on vinyl, I, I presume it's on vinyl because you can't do it on CD. Um, it's escalated to hell. It's, it's not. Um, the, <laughs> apparently there's a secret... These secret messages, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Suicide Solution, like, uh, just do it. Oh, and, man. And, you know, stuff like that. I have strong the opinions Priest. on backwards Judas masking. Priest. What was the Judas Priest one? The kids it, listen, listen it. to it backwards and they yeah. told them to kill themselves. But did right. you, have you ever seen the state of the guy who survived it, though? No, yeah. I heard it's bad. Yeah, yeah, listen, man. And he tried saying that it's about the, um, uh, basically looks like a horrific monster now. Um, and he was saying it wasn't the, the anything else, it was the music, it was the music. He's just trying to get money. So my answer to him is, well, if you're feeling suicidal before you shot yourself in the fucking head, I bet you feel pretty bad now. Your face looks like balloon animals. I mean, yeah. Judas Priest... And you tried to sue Judas Priest. Yeah. Fuck you. Judas Priest said, I mean, what kind of band would mm. subliminally try and kill their own 
income yeah, source. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their own fans. Yeah. Said, if anything, we would have had buy more records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. and it's a valid defence. <laughs> it's a quick way to cut buy the fan base, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, commit now. suicide. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My thing about backwards masking is, I saw somebody the other day on YouTube suggesting that there's some backwards masking in. Britney Spears hit me one more time. She's in a school uniform, by the way, and apparently on the chorus you can hear it say, do me, I'm old enough. Now, that as may well be, but Britney Spears was released at a time when CDs were the major way that yeah. anyone heard music. Absolutely. Right? You or didn't get, or you maybe even cassette. Maybe we even a cassette. We didn't have YouTube back then. Yeah, Who the yeah. fuck who the pound fuck single? could make their CD go backwards? Yeah. And if they did have this fucking wonder technology that I didn't know about, why? What, what teenage girls sitting there playing Britney Spears backwards going, what, she's old enough to fuck? Well, I can fuck 14-year-old girls. Yeah. Mom, I'm going down the park. Like, what about if they're uh, on tape deck? But even so, like, and you can only tell what it's saying when someone tells you. Do you know what I mean? I have a yeah. perfect example, okay? Uh, we'll try and get in a minute. Have you heard the um, the Beatles backwards masking one. Oh yeah there is something about this isn't it it's part of the paul is dead thing okay? yes that's right yeah uh, this is now let's do a test here ladies and gentlemen at home i've got the headphones on we'll see if this works uh this is it going forwards number nine number nine number nine number nine number nine number nine okay number nine okay number we'll be finishing a sec now i'm not going to tell you what they say it says what do you think? Bring it on, dead man! Bring it on, dead man! Put the auger on. They claim it's turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. I got deaf man or dead man out of that. But it's it's gibberish. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was. That made more sense the more I listened to it because yeah. I was struggling to recognise what it said. Yeah. So if you sit there and obsessively listen to that for five hours a day, you're going to hear you turn me on, dead man. Yeah, and like yeah. anybody who's and apparently to play your record backwards, you actually had to do a bit of like the needle isn't designed to go that way. You had to actually lift the arm out and do something, you know. So who's doing that? Exactly, any idiots who are that high that like, hey, dude, like I want to hear the whole album backwards like if that guy ends up shooting himself in the head yeah, you're I, say, I say we lost like Bill Hicks would say hey we lost another fucking idiot who cares the gene pool is slightly safer yeah, don't blame yeah. the band they clearly they're nowhere on the packaging does it say like make it, make play it backwards <laughs> we spent a long time recording this forwards yeah. writing this forwards I practiced it forwards because I wanted you to listen to it forwards <laughs> Maybe I'm just suggesting, but sorry, I, no, we're in the middle. Of, the, 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 stairway to heaven. Yeah, right. Is the is the message? You know, I didn't listen to this. I I got this as a direct quote from people who said this is what it says. It's quite a long fucking quote, in all fairness. Oh. Here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He will give those with him six six six. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, did Jimmy Page just get molested in a woodshed when he was a kid? I mean, for God, I mean, come on, no, no. But rumours did fly that Page, Plant and Bonham had sold their souls to the devil. And and they did have some but bad luck as a collective. Ah, yes. 
because I was going to say what happened to them. They're all doing all right, but some bad shit did happen, didn't yes. they? Robert well, Plant lost. Uh, his... John Bonham ain't doing so well. Is he? <laughs> no, he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah John Bonham died. Yeah, yeah John Bonham's dead. dead he's yeah. dead as fuck. Um, in 1975, Robert Plant is finally drove off a cliff by accident. No one was killed, <laughs> but only his four-year-old daughter escaped completely unharmed. They were all injured oh. to some broken bones. Mm. Um, and then two years to the day, Robert Plant's five-year-old son suddenly died from a viral, a- viral ailment. Mm. Um, the band's 1977 tour was taken off the road after numerous violent events at concerts. Mm-hmm. And then 1980, when they, they 1977, he said they got a bit of hiatus after that. It kind of ruined them a little bit. Well, John mm. Bonham died. Well, 1980. No, no, no. John Bonham didn't die until 1980. That's what, well, yeah. okay, I thought. Yeah. So they 1980. took three years out, and they were like, "Come on, John, we're going to get back on the road. We're going to sort this shit out." Mm. And then he got, you know, he got drunk, passed out, choked his own vomit. Ooh. It's not the way the um, way Hendrix Keith went, Moon went. Yeah. Uh, no, Keith Moon, I've got it here, because he, he ties into something later on. Um, he died of an overdose of pills, Keith oh. Moon. But yeah, um, so there's a lot of, you know, there, there, I mean, I'm, I'm scratching the surface with, mm. with some of that, you know. I mean, there's, there's, I could have gone a lot deeper down the rabbit hole, but for the sake of my own sanity, I decided <laughs> not to. Um, but, you know, the, the it's almost like if you... If you dabble with that stuff too much, I mean, I don't believe in any of it. I might say, mm. I might argue that Satan isn't a better path than most Christianity because at least you're making yourself a deity rather than something else. Mm. But something like that, if you do fuck with this shit, you have some bad luck. Mm. And it almost makes you think, I mean, I know mm. it's bullshit. We'll go back to Crowley. Everyone but, that knew Crowley was either dead or messed in the head. He yeah. fucked people but into he insanity. Did. Yeah. He did, with his tremendous done that to a few of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't the sex that drove him crazy. It was my, it was my massive personality flaws. <laughs> <laughs> it was my immaturity, uh, fear of commitment, um, excessive narcissism. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Can I just make a point, though, about, about the, the record mm. companies? Right? Yeah. Now, when I was a teenager... Mm. I wouldn't buy a record unless either A, I really, really love the band, so say maybe an older band, I used to be a Queen fan, mm-hmm. but if I was buying modern music and it was a band I hadn't heard of and I was just kind of getting into, mm. I wouldn't buy it unless it had that parental advisory mm. explicit content sticker. There you go. And that would be the, that was a major factor for me. Oh, this stuff, I'm supposed to listen to this stuff, I wouldn't get served for this. It was like buying booze when I yeah. couldn't buy booze. It's, I will, so, well, they served me for this because it's got uh, expensive. I and do I'm remember. 14, you know, it was, it was a... Can you my remember first album was E17, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, can you remember the first time you heard real swearing in the song? Mine was Guns N' Roses. I had appetite for destruction. Do you know how this happened? This is amazing. So I was about eight or nine, and I loved meatloaf. Understandable, meatloaf, fine. I'd grown up on my dad. My dad's a 50s rocker, rockabilly, bit of country. I loved all that and still do to this day. So all I knew was Elvis, Johnny Cash, and meatloaf randomly for some reason. (laughs) And I made a mistake in front of um, my babysitter, who was my mum's best friend's son, of calling meatloaf heavy metal. I don't know where I'd got that term from, but I remember him just going, heavy metal. Like, like rock opera? Like, he's like, you're an idiot. He's like, listen to this. And he gave me Appetite for Destruction on cassette. And I'm nine. And we went on holiday that summer. And it was, I don't know if you were like me at that time, you would listen to the same cassette just oh, over, God, over yeah. and yeah, over yeah. and over. My fucking God, that blew my face <laughs> up on so many levels. I'd never heard guitars I yeah. know you could play them like that. And the first time I heard someone saying fuck in a song, I was like, 
they're so dangerous, they're so <laughs> cool, they're so scary, and oh fuck, that was an awakening. That's yeah, I it was think it powerful. was Rage Against the Machine for me. I mean, oh wow, that's that a good album one. was like fuck, yeah. yeah. Where you get lit up by I me. Mean, that's amazing. I never knew that people could, you know, the music was a language, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was yeah. just so explosive. Yeah. And it was I mean, like, fuck, yeah. man. You listen to the album, it's just. Yeah, he's really angry about stuff. Yeah. Sister. Didn't, of a I didn't know what it was then. No. I mean, mm. To me, as a 12, 13 year old, the world looked a rosy, yeah. happy place. When you see music, to me, and I, I'm, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm sure it was the same with you two, at different stages in my life, opened me up to. Politics, oh, yeah, um, yeah. history, yeah. where to learn about things they were singing about that I wasn't sure. Culture, it was a massive thing for me. I got into a lot of funk and yeah. soul and like sort of 60s soul for a while. And Gil Scott Haran, who was singing about sort of 70s, you know, like Zeppelin, rock, Deep Purple. Punk. And it was, but for me, it was important. It, it's like soundtracks to actual awakenings in my life where I went looking for more fucking knowledge or to yeah, express yeah. myself. But Fucking Justin Bieber's not fucking no. giving no. that to anyone, is he? No, like doing he's that not for anyone. Like, anyone to expand their minds. Yeah. It's like which what, is what Bill Hicks said, man. He said, I want my fucking rock stars yeah. to fucking take cocaine, take LSD, yeah. rock the fuck out, yeah. and die early. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I want my rock stars. I want my rock stars pansying about like Justin no. Bieber. No. I want. All that, we all know the best bands affiliate with Satan. At the end of the day, because Christian rock is fucking bollocks. <laughs> hey, Striper, man. I, it's bullsh- no, no, it's I've bull- never listened to a Striper. O- OPM, so. I didn't realise were a Christian. You remember Heaven Has a Halfpipe? I just yeah. thought that was a jolly little song. I never yeah. liked it very no. much. I but just thought it was Christian a jolly little man. song. Yeah, I saw them at, at Leeds. POD as well. Right? POD, they were. Yeah, oh, Christian. They were, and they were like, they were doing this sound. Like they played Heaven Has a Halfpipe, obviously. Yeah. And the rest of it was just Christian shit, oh, skater, no. pandy <coughs> rock. It was just like. I don't think anyone knew what I don't everyone just thought it was gonna all be heaven as a half pipe and it was just like you could see just people melting away from yeah, it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna educate you all on, on the curse of Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly died along in on the February the third, nineteen fifty nine, along with Richie Valens and the Big Bopper. Yeah. Oh, right? In a plane, plane crash. crash. Yeah. That's right? what the song American Pie is about. It the is day the music died. The day died. the music died. And they won't know it was all actually no. <laughs> the day the music was killed, yeah, horribly in flames, murder killed. Actually, I'm not going to knock okay. Buddy Holly at all because a lot of people have died around him. Yeah. This is his kind of mates, his inner circle. Now, his wife, Maria Elena Santiago, love that name, and you like saying it as well. I can I tell. Do. Yes. Santiago, Maria Elena Santiago, it translates to a whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, funny you should mention that because she suffered a miscarriage on being told of his death. Oh, shit. Ben, that was a hell of a thing. <laughs> you said vagina. <laughs> I said miscarriage. <laughs> Some kind of perverted malice malice. Oh, shit. That was... <laughs> Next one's stillborn. <laughs> That's something I do oh, not want. Man. Hey, can I just say, all these celebrities that it's turned out were actually real horrible, child-touching monsters. 
Not you, Jimmy, please. No, Timmy. What's his name? Timmy Timmy Mallet. Timmy Mallet. Timmy Mallet. <laughs> Not you, he Timmy. He was a children's entertainer in the UK in the 90s. I met him once when I was a kid. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't molested. <laughs> and the so, blood thickens. I wasn't molested. Okay, where did he put so, his hammer, Ben? <laughs> on my head. <laughs> well, <laughs> on which head, Ben? <laughs> the one on my shoulders. Wait, okay. Uh, well, either that or I got some things that were impressing. I don't know. I don't remember it that well, so... If you're listening at home and you don't know who Timmy Mallet is... <laughs> Google it. Wackaday Saturday morning. Wackaday! Tra- I haven't said those words for so many years. Wackaday Saturday mornings, Thundercats and Transformers. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Best kids show in the world. Where do you want your uh, your post it note? Oh, uh, on my knee or on my chin. And then he put, what was that about? I didn't just dream that, did he? No, he did. It was plaster. A plaster, that's it. Not a post it note. <laughs> <laughs> it was because pl- you get hit by the mallet when you when mallet to mallet. You, you lost it. Where do you want your plaster? Uh, you, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a tangent. So anyway, that was a tangent. But uh, back to anyway, Buddy Holly. Back to Buddy Holly. <laughs> you go from Timmy Mallet to Buddy Holly on this show. Can you go from Timmy Mallet to Buddy Holly and back? Right. Yeah, you go, right. <coughs> so Ronnie Smith. He replaced Buddy Holly as single of the Crickets, which was Buddy Holly's background backing band before yeah. he struck it large. Right. He checked into a psychiatric hospital late, and several years later, he hung himself. Hung himself. Oh. Hung himself is perfectly acceptable, you grammar Nazi. <laughs> um, then 1964, David Box, who replaced Ronnie Smith, mm-hmm. died in a plane crash age 22, the same age as Buddy Holly. Whoa. Eddie Cochrane, friend of Buddy Holly, killed in a taxi accident in Britain I in like 1960, age 21. Fuck, I didn't know he died. I love mm. Eddie Cochrane. Well, that explains why there ain't many bloody songs of his. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Uh, they're really good ones, though. Summertime Blues by Eddie Cochran. That's a fucking hell of a song. You can't take the car because you didn't work late. Sometimes I want... Yeah, that's enough. Don't suicide tunes. And then in 1966, superfan of Buddy Holler and rocker Bobby Fuller recorded Holly's song Love's Made a Fool of You. His body was then found drenched in petrol in the boot of a car and the verdict was accidental suicide. (laughs) (laughs) I found him in his petrol can and 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 then... Ah, slipped like like Benny Hill star and, and it closed on yeah. top of him yeah. and it was like like that too <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck I'm dead like, like the MI5 agent don't mention spend... Benny Hill <laughs> <laughs> like the MI5 everybody agent. who's not English thinks that's our peak of comedy <laughs> oh but Benny the MI5 we've already explained a lower load of it Mike what else do you want it's like the MI5 agent who was found locked into his own bag he put himself in the hold on. he put himself in a hold on it was going to suicide doesn't make sense to me but who I am Look, I'm not a coroner Gary Webb the author of um, um, that book about the CIA um, selling drugs to uh, to fund their wars um, he shot himself in yeah. the head twice really yeah well yeah. funny that isn't well, it? strange isn't it because yeah. the double tap Didn't, is because the classic method of execution it's, um, double tapped himself strange yeah. that yeah. Um, so that's a, are you is I've still got more oh fuck I've got more UK record producer Joe Meek claimed Buddy Holly visited him in dreams and guided his studio work. He then shot himself and his landlady in 1967. Both dead. Bloody up. 1978, the Buddy Holly story film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the uh, shortly after the film was released, Gary Busey. You know, Gary Busey. I know. See, yeah. I thought he just looked weird. Yeah. Turns out. He oh, he's mental. Yeah. He's off the um, charts. He man. had an horrendous motorcycle accident. Yeah. Um, which and then he had another one ten years later. Did he actually play Buddy? He, I in the think movies? he did. Yeah, he was certainly in it, and mm. uh, and and left him with brain damage. Uh, right? The screenwriter Robert Glitter, G- sorry Robert Gitler, committed suicide before the film premiered. 
And then the final one, we've mentioned Keith Moon. And this is why, you know, I hate fucking Paul McCartney because he's partly responsible for this. And he's dead. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, on September 7th, 1978, Keith Moon joined Paul McCartney for a screening of the film The Buddy Holly Story. Right. After the screening, Keith Moon then overdosed on pills and died aged 32. September 7th is Buddy Holly's birthday. Killed by McCartney. Yeah. You snake McCartney. Mm. Or McCartney's double. He's yeah. Actually, I've learned today that he's not called Paul. He's called Four. Because uh, he's fake poor. Uh, um, maybe he's the one bumping off all these celebrities. Holy fuck, there's an awesome movie yeah. in that. Yeah. So they kill off McCartney. Or McCartney dies in the car a, accident. A lookalike takes McCartney's yeah, place, place. Because puts McCartney the brakes died. on McCartney's car. Right. And then the CIA say, if you don't want this secret exposed, you are going to be our bitch. Yeah. But then he starts to really get into it. Mm. And he starts to really it. enjoy bumping yeah. off these celebrities. Yeah. I mean... He I mean, he's especially actually, he's enjoyed leaving Hey Jude. Yeah, uh, he promises to go and uh, kill <laughs> He really enjoyed. He enjoyed putting that shotgun in Cobain's hand. Yeah. Right? I'm telling you, and like Cobain was so mongered out at the time. He's like, well, I'm a tiny, I'm a tiny. Oh, that's why Paul McCartney's like, the only man like, to replace Kurt Cobain. Oh, Holy shit! Did he? Yeah, yeah. He on he stage did. with him. You cheeky bastard, Paul. After they wrote he, a song, and he looked. He looked Cobain in the fucking in the doped out eyes, the black. Glazed soulless over. glazed over eyes mm. and he says hey let it be Kate boom oh man that's how you end the film right yeah. on that name face to black oh, that's how the scene that's how that's the opening scene of the movie oh, yeah. then we flash back that's to the hook that's, that's the, yeah I get you <laughs> that's the prologue does that mean that Paul McCartney's kind of like the comedian in Watchmen who was like the start of the film he's yes, like bumping off Kennedy exactly. and, and Woodward and Bernstein yeah. it's a bit and, of Tarantino yeah. mess with the story the, yeah. the, 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 the you know the narrative of the timeline, and we start at the middle, and yeah, we'll get. We'll have to always get quotes Beatles lyrics when he kills them. Oh <laughs> yeah, and he serenades them in like, oh, imagine him sitting over the. I mean, this is a bit dark. Over the the, 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 the limp body, body of, yeah. of Amy Winehouse, like playing her guitar, singing, yeah. a, you know, should have gone to fucking rehab, Amy. Mm. Hey. You should have fucking gone. You should have said yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Ooh. And then maybe you wouldn't have been fucking beaten to death with your own fucking trumpet. <laughs> and your I don't own want to help you now. Room. Yeah. Fucking let it be, bish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be his catchphrase. Let it be, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, let yeah. it be. Let it fucking be. We're probably going to be sued by Paul McCartney. And I'm fully fucking aware that Paul McCartney doesn't fucking talk like that, but he is from Liverpool. It's funnier if he did. It's a good job they didn't sing with Scouse accents. Oh. I predict they would not have been as successful. <laughs> <laughs> would anyone offer to do a Scouse? No. <laughs> anybody? No, I anybody? Like, I, I, when, I, when I record my voice, I sound like a Scouse as it is. Thank you. I'm not prepared to, uh, to push that further. Mine just always descends into Pakistani for some reason. Because <laughs> oh, you're a racist. <laughs> Secret closet racist. I can't help it. Oh, hashtag put a Nazi. <laughs> um, oh, what's happening there? Oh, it's just the old. Oh, that's alright. Sorry for I the list. Look like I'm a fat carpet salesman <laughs> from Punjab. Carry <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, it's just people. <laughs> oh, shit. Alright, we can go to <coughs> Fleetwood Mac. It's not as long. Okay. It's, it's, well. It's, it's, it's he was really, quite tall, actually. He was. He was very long. It's I'm really, sure his penis was <laughs> equally as long. It was proportionate. Why am I talking about him? Okay. I don't know, but he was in The Running Man, and that's all I care about. Oh, yeah. Fuck. For some reason, Mick Fleetwood was in The Running Man. Mm. Don't know why. 
Just like, hey Mick, fancy being in a film, you alright? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that movie so I hard. fucking do love it. I love that film. And the best of it is, it's set in 2017 after the collapse of the American economy, you know. Oh, yeah, the running man's coming. Oh, the running man is shit. coming. Yeah. And TV has just got. Man, I swear, I don't know, I might have said this before on here, but I grew up reading 2000 AD and I've always been into dystopian futures. You've got to love a dystopian future. Mega City One, man. Because yeah. it, it, it's. Judge Dredd was always really good satire with ace action and gore. But um, man, it, it, each day passes. Like, mm. Society is yeah. literally um, plunging downwards into fucking 2000 AD satire levels of fucking empty soullesslessness. And that's why I prefer so, the first Judge Dredd film to the second. Oh, well, they, I actually, I know what you're going to say. Mega City 1 and, and the, the feel. feel. Is because they, they had the budget they and the money budget. and, the and, even, and the, the, the costumes, yeah. the outfits. I agree everything. with that. Everything was great. You didn't need Rob Schneider, no, because he's not needed for anything. No, he could top himself tomorrow. I wouldn't give and two he shits. He had to I leave would. the helmet on. Yes. he just should have but left it on because it's Stallone. You have to show. Yeah. It, it was the same with Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. You got Ryan Reynolds in the movie. You have to show his face. That was also a problem. But the look of the movie, he nailed it. And the guy who directed it was a massive Judge Dredd. Yeah, he was. But the studio fucked with Studio and Stallone fucked him on that. I've never seen it. The second one... I said the remake. The remake was good. I loved it. I saw it in the cinema, dude. And in 3D. You were the few that did. That's why... Well, I saw it in 3D and me and my friend Dan went and we got super high before we went in. And... I wasn't at this point 3D. I hadn't seen a film in 3D that I thought added anything Never to it. I thought one. it was just a gimmick. That movie, man, the slow mo scenes, you know, like uh, where she's, you know, in the bath and the water. Yeah. And the, the, the man in 3D slow mo, it was, and we were high. It was a religious experience. It was <laughs> honestly wonderful. That final scene where she's he's pushed her out. Spoilers, if you listen at home, spoilers, spoilers, three, two, one. Or he pushes Mama out the window at the end. And it's in slow motion. All the glittering pieces of glass are right in front of your face in the cinema in 3D. And we're both like, whoa. Yeah, loved it. Just wish they had a slightly higher budget. That's and, all. Do you know why the lab was, the, the, the lab block was called Peach Trees? Yes, yes I they, do. Because of the cafe in Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was born there, so I should know how to say it properly. Born we there, aware. but grew up here because... As soon we, as we you're born in Shrewsbury, they fucking put you in a car <laughs> and they go, get the fuck back to Telford. Now, for those listening at home, we have a much pusher, um, much more cultural, the birthplace of Charles Darwin, in Indeed. fact, about 20 miles away from well, us, maybe even the birthplace of industry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, We've we got the not... first iron bridge. Yeah, but also about 70,000 stabby chavs. chavs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, have you ever been in the... Been through the Goebbels. The, what? what? The Goebbels. Isn't he a fat Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he a fat was the transvestite Nazi? The Goebbels or the Gorbels or something like that in Scotland, in Glasgow. No. Yeah, no. there's a lot of Neds. They call them Neds. Ah. Uh, and Neds. they have their tracksuits tucked into mm. their, their oh, socks. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. That looks familiar. And uh, they're mm. all carrying knives mm-hmm. in broad daylight. Yeah. There's a gang about 30 of them, and I swear I saw one had a gun. Oh, and where were the police? Nowhere. It's just just hanging about. Fuck you, they, were, they, were, they were drinking tenant soup and eating haggis oh, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
shit, Buddy Holly, let's get back before. We can't let that pass. No, because there's a lot of shit ten. there, Buddy Holly. Before, we, before I move on, there's a lot of shit there. Uh, he could be just an he's extremely... Like, he's the Frighteners, yeah? Mm -hmm. right. It's a good film. Great film, love it. Fantastic film, Don't very think... underrated. And they yeah. brought back the dude from Full Metal Jacket. I haven't seen that movie. You've never seen he... He, the guy in Full Metal Jacket, plays the kingpin in the Daredevil series. Really? You watched it on Netflix. No, I haven't. It's no. fucking incredible. Because he, he had lived everything in Full Metal Jacket. Because uh, he used to be a Marine yeah, Drill uh, Sergeant. And when you think that, who directed Full Metal Jacket? Um, Kubrick. Oh, you're on about, sorry, I was on about the fat guy. You're on about the drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was a real, oh, so he came, he did a, he was a legitimate role. drill sergeant. Yeah. yeah. And, and Stone did Platoon, didn't he? Yeah, Stoned in Platoon, Kubrick did Full Metal Jacket, yeah. mm. and Kubrick is an obsessive perfectionist, which mm. is why he can't have done the moon landing films, because they're shit. But, um, I don't know, I've seen a film about that. Oh, right, was it? Room, what was the room in? Um, room 101. No, not Room 101, the room in The Shining. Oh, oh. Um, oh, it's called that anyway, it's a documentary on, yeah, it goes so. through all the film, and it shows you why he... Could have faked the moon landing. Yeah, but he was little clues. He's an obsessive perfectionist. Even the boy had a rocket jumper with the with the moon rocket on it. Did he? Did Kubrick die in a strange way? No, he's still going. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Kubrick. <laughs> oh, so he might do a crazy deathbed confession then. Maybe. Yeah. Is he dead? He's, is he? He died after him. He made that. That film about the Illuminati, sort of Satanist thing. No, holy fuck. No. Eyes wide shut. He did, he died after that. Tom Cruise punched him to death. Oh, Tom Cruise is Scientologist fucking guy. That was his last like, film. Shit. I genuinely What exposing that. secret societies. Oh man, that just, the plot fucking thickens it on that. It does indeed. <laughs> oh, epic fail. No airplane mode. Yeah, I'm on airplane mode. So what, what the hell was that? Apparently, uh, this will say more about me than the nukes are flying. I, um, <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, oh, it's email. Sorry, guys. No. Uh, because uh, I, I'm a Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Uh, yes, I listen to that. Don't judge me. It's fun sometimes. Um, if your phone goes off whilst recording, you owe everybody in the room and everybody listening a drink. <laughs> but as I hate you guys and nobody's listening, <laughs> I win. <laughs> I'm joking. The Royal Rumble, when he just took out everybody. I watched that clip on YouTube the other day. He started <laughs> off in the back in the car park, yeah, beat some dude up in a steel chair, <laughs> makes his way to the ring. Is he coming in last? He must be coming so. in last. And like, <laughs> anyway. It's Stone And he just comes in and he just stunners the, the 20 plus yeah. guys that are in the ring. What and they, and they go over the top ropes. Yeah. And oh, it's just, it's fantastic. There's, there's an amazing video out there that I watched twice in a row today. Made by the son of John Landis, the director John Landis. Mm. It's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. And he made a little film explaining why uh, people who say, oh, wrestling's fake, and it's, oh, fuck those guys, because he's like, anyone who watches it knows. And he basically picks one character, his favourite, Triple H. Yeah. And he tells Triple H's character's story over 20 years using really hot women playing all the different wrestlers. Nice. Which no, helps. I understand why you watch it twice. Which then. helps. Well, no, so honestly, ten minutes in between each viewing Hilarious. <laughs> no. And he basically points out at the end of it, like, look at that character arc over yeah. those 20 years. He's like, that's... Uh, Lord of the Rings, that's, um, you know, it's opera, that's, you know, it's that storytelling. He's like, 
wrestling, but you know, so if you don't get it, fuck it. He's like, most of it is shit, but when it's good, yeah, it's fucking great. The attitude era. And it never ends. The attitude era. Mm-hmm. We, we, I think we can all agree that was, well, you won't, Mike. It's you the true never-ending story. Yeah. But the, I mean, I always, I mean, I always class it. So it's, oh, you still watch wrestling? Why do you still watch wrestling? I mean, because it's a soap opera for men. Boom. They have a bitch. And then they have a fake fight. Conflict about it. resolution. What is so different? And they do about, stunts. Yeah. What is so different about that than than Coronation Street? Nothing. There's My, a fake fight in the cobbles, or you know what? Uh, Someone's hitting someone over the head with a fucking steel chair, yeah. and then drop kicking them. Yeah. Plastic and chair. Look. Look. No, that, they're real. No, they're yes, they are still. That's why. Well, That's sure, why nobody hits anybody in the head anymore. Yeah, because now true. they know about concussions uh, and uh, Chris, Chris Benoit, Benoit and murder. And who has the big brain of an eighty-year-old Alzheimer's yeah. patient when he was? You will never see anybody on the WWE anyway hit anybody over the no, head no. with anything. No. Um, at the but very most, that... they will put their they will blatantly put their arms like this yeah. and take it on their arms. Fair play to him. I don't need to be entertained. But you know now that there's that more badly. deaths from boxing since they introduced gloves. Oh yeah, that makes it way more. It's really obvious when you think about it. Um, if you have no, your fist is not designed for no. punching. No, it's it really not. isn't. No. If you hit me now as hard as you could in the side of the head, you'd probably knock me out. But you would definitely break your hand. Yeah. You probably also break the telly, and I'm not yeah. going to do that. But so you, they used to mainly body punches. Yeah, it? and fights would last for hours. Yeah, and they'd, they'd go to the 30, body. 40 rounds, yeah, they? and there'd be no head trauma. There'd still be a mess, but there'd be no head, real head they'd, trauma. And but you put them big, huge gloves on, and it becomes a different sport because you can throw as hard as you can. But then there's also the whole act of like blocking with the gloves and your yeah. guard and everything. It's a completely. Which is why I'm, I don't know, I'm no expert at all, but you watch. The UFC, the way they stand and their stance is completely different because it's a different thing. They're not just trying to, it's not like punching no, it's, it's chests. All, it's, it's, you've got different fighters in, in, yeah. in the UFC. You've got like your, your wrestlers who are more interested in the grappling yeah. and getting you on the mat, submission. Yeah. Kickboxers. Then you've got your yeah. kickboxers who are more about... Would getting kicked by a bare foot be better than being punched by someone with a boxing glove? Yeah. They, they wear very small padded gloves, don't they? Because of the hand speed. Yeah. They have like the hand speed and the big boxing gloves as you would have a, um, a smaller glove. Or and do you know what? They made them. It's really weird. It's a weird contradiction with the UFC is that because people found it too barbaric for them to be barefisted, it was sort of pressure from governing bodies I think and health organisations to make them wear gloves but like you just said even those small very lightly padded ones are allowing you to punch much harder yeah. so strangely because of what's aesthetically or what we perceive to be too Say barbaric safe for health yeah. has made it less yeah. safe for them yeah. but hey, well, that's how society fucking all over they don't look at facts they just mm -hmm. whoever's making well, the most someone, money someone's moaned about this so Professor Nutt Professor Nutt you know him listeners mm -hmm. at home Professor Nutt. David Nutt. Is it David Nutt? He's the guy who did the study and said, hey, you're more likely to die from riding a horse than taking ecstasy. Yeah, Marijuana's safe. Um, these are my him, findings. He killed himself, didn't he? No, he's still alive. He's still he alive. He's the one that killed himself. Oh, that but was, they ruined it. They sacked him. Yeah, that was the Kelly. thing. That was like. the but they sacked him. Dude, yeah, they, they told him to him. research it. He yeah. researched it, yeah. gave the answer. They the answer wasn't the one they wanted. So goodbye, Mr. Nutt. And exactly to your point, Fuck what's actually true, yeah. which is why there are so many of us sitting here doing this type of thing, conspiracy theory, alternative yeah. fact, because we, because we know they're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have a voice, we have no vehicle to express, yeah. you know, to change it. That's the exactly. problem, because everything's rigged, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a two-party system in our country as much as it is in America. Yeah. And the Labour Party were co-opted under Blair by the... You mean St. Tony? Yeah, St. Tony sold his soul, didn't he, to fucking Murdoch. Oh, St. Tony. But where's all his tragedy? Where's, you know, like Jimmy Payton, Buddy Holly, you know, all this tragedy. Everyone who knew Buddy Holly seemed to fucking die. But he's the only heroes and we let the devils run amok. There you go, Bill Hicks, once again, St. Bill. Um, he I really don't is find him that funny. Um, he's like funny, him. but he was more to me. More telling the truth, wasn't more he? of a like just the truth teller. Yeah, I wouldn't. Say, I'm not going to say prophet, um, but in his humour, he, he knew how to cut through the ball. Yeah. So, but his humour was, I think, at the time. So, like, the humour of it was that he was on stage in a comedy club saying those types of things, yeah. and not like, hey, so, gee, did you ever notice how uh, when you go to the drive-through, you know, he's like, you're fucked, life is fucked, everything's <laughs> fucked, fucked, fucked. And, you know, I heard like in crazy stages in his life when like. He pushed it to the limit. So sometimes he literally went on stage, lay on his back. He was out of his mind. Yeah. Lay on his back and just screamed into the microphone, just like "fuck you, audience." Just mm. emptied the club. Just lay on his back. Yeah. <laughs> so why did he go on to be Alex Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I love that conspiracy. <laughs> but um, see, so look, so then here we go. Musicians sell their soul to gain fame, fame fortune, money, power, talent, power, women. Power, women. But I imagine good. you're Tony Blair. Alright. I'm trying not to. <laughs> but it's, it's you're a cool. politician. Okay. But you're as famous, I guess, as a rock star. Well, he could be because he attached himself mm. to them, didn't he? Well, he's, has he, he had to pro- make the same kind of pact? And what I'm saying is, where's he, like, or has he stuck to his pact? That's why I know... Maybe he's been doing such a good job that devil's yeah. just left him around. Well, yeah. He's like, oh, three million what Iraqi jets, eh? Well, that's three million. Tony Blair like... is serving what the corporate masters want. Yeah, he's doing exactly what he sold his soul to do, which yeah. brings us, I think, very nicely to the 27 Club. Can I, can I go through Spinal Tap's... Because uh, <laughs> okay. I love Spinal Tap. Okay. I know it's fictional, listeners. Yeah. I know it's a mockumentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening, turn up to eleven. Turn, mm-hmm. turn up to this one goes up to eleven. <laughs> Why? Why don't you well, take... sometimes you just need a bit more. You know. Why don't you take just... ten and make, make that better. This, this one's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and the basis wears a shoes with tone for bullshit. Fucking amazing. And Stonehenge got crushed by a little person. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, the, the spinal chat drummers in in chronological order. Yeah. Um, John Stumpy Peps died in a bizarre guardian accident. Um, Stumpy Joe <laughs> choked on vomit, someone else's vomit. <laughs> and Peter James Bond and James Mama Bessa both spontaneously combusted on stage. <laughs> um, the guy who, who I can't remember, oh, what is it, Harry Shear, is it? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, said, What'd be really ironic is if like we did a spinal tap gig in yeah. character and all of us died on stage apart from the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. But, um, um, so these curses, this is where I'm sort of leaning is the twenty seven club or yeah. the, the forever twenty seven club as it's sometimes known. Yeah. To anybody listening who is not aware of it, 
Um, it's no Disney Club. No. <laughs> it's a you collection. don't get a set of Mickey Mouse ears, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And you don't get molested by a giant amphibian. Well, you might have been. And giant amphibian water, amphibious waterfowl. <laughs> you well, it's a group of musicians. I wager this is the only podcast that mentions the giant amphibious waterfowl. <laughs> Molesting children. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Duck, man, he's got a sailor suit on, I don't trust him. No offence to our gallant heroes Donald with Duck, man. Why did he walk around with a top on but no trousers? Exactly. But, um, okay, so the 27 Club is a group of musicians and a couple of actors who all died um, at the age of 27. I was going to say some in mysterious circumstances, some, in, some deaths are more questionable than others. A lot of them have to do with drugs, drink, overdosing. Yeah. There's the odd accident in there, isn't there, and suicide. Yeah, um, yeah. And... It's my theory. It's not my theory. But, um, <laughs> should we mention who? who oh, should we, yeah, should we go? So I've, I've got a, a reason, a, a decent list. Yeah. I, I, I did find fifty names, but I'm Fifth, not going to. There is, there is a like lot. Fifty-one or fifty-two names. Because there's a lot. I'm not going to. Should I do no. my brief list and you add any? I haven't got them down. So I thought it was. I've got the full list here because there are a lot of like non-famous ones. Yeah. We'll just stick to the notable ones. Goodfinger, never heard of him. Exactly. Big stars, never the Minutemen, never Gits, the Gits, never. Yeah, she was. I only know because I listened to a, a true crime podcast about her murder the lead they singer were grunge, they were a grunge they were a grunge Seattle grunge yeah. band should we stick to the, the uh, more fa- do, actually do you do, you, do the list do, hang do, on do, you do, keep talking to set while I try and so, uh, I know my obscure grunge you do I'll give you that no one knows more obscure grunge on this planet than Mike there were a few um, there were a few people from the Seattle grunge uh, scene that were that were died dieted isn't there? I can't find me. I got all this planned, listeners. Well, and I well, can't I'll go through some names. Well, there's only at the main yeah. sort of. Well, let's go. I've got, got Eddie Vedder left. Oh, no, I, I, I think we need to wrap Eddie Vedder <laughs> in bubble wrap and keep him in a car. <laughs> bring him out for gigs. Yeah. I don't like the way that you got the big four of grunge. You yeah. know, the big four Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alison Chains, and Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here is... Oh, 27 Club? I'd say Big Five, though. I'd stick to you in trees in there. But... I'm screaming, fuck <laughs> off, you're screaming trees. Mark Lannigan's still alive. Okay. Wood. Just I'm, about. I'm going to rip through uh, the list. Um, I have not heard of a lot of these, and I think this is in chronological order. First one... See, exactly. The first one on the bloody list, for God's sake, is from January 17th, 1892. Really? Yeah. I thought uh, Robert Johnson is... I've got his... A, a composer, bit. pianist and conductor. Oh, get right. over you. Get over with uh, your piano. So we have... So the earliest one. Alexandre Levy. Louis... Louis... I'll Sh- a tinkle in the ivory. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Charvin. Uh, Louis Charvin. Something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Robert Johnson. Nat Jaff. Jesse Belvin. Ruddy Lewis. Joe Henderson, Malcolm Hale, Dickie Pride. Hey, we should have Pride in our Dickie dick. Pride. Pride. Yeah. Alex, Alexandra. Oh, who are you? You've just got one name. Let's find out. She was a, a German vocalist. 27 years old. Hit by a car. Um, Alan, Alan Blind Owl Wilson. Well, I'm oh. going to de- guess how he died. <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess he was also in, into his jazz. I'm guessing blind owl. he took a long walk of something short. Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin uh, that's a funny name Alster Dyke Christian Jim Morrison Linda Jones Leslie Harvey Ron Pigpen McKernan Grateful Dead Uh, Roger Lee Durham Wallace Wally Young 
Uh, Dave Alexander, Pete Ham, Gary Thane, Cecilia. She's another one namer. What was she? She was a singer, traffic collision, cause of death. Uh, Helmut Collin. Uh, Chris. You all remember the Helmut Collin? Uh, yeah, uh, they played the Funk Platz, didn't they? <laughs> you just got that fame in uh, Pride in, in your helmet. De, in their Funk Platz. <laughs> Chris Bell, Zenon de Fleur, Fleur, Jacob Miller, D. Boone, Alexander Bolshechev, Bol, Bol, yeah, you heard me. Yeah. Jean Michael Basquet, Biscuit, Basquet, it's Bouquet. <laughs> um, uh, man, we're heavy on the um, obscure British sitcoms today. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's almost like I've had some time off and watched UK Golden <laughs> World. Chris I modelled my life on Onslow. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hero. Mike, you sat here wearing a vest and a, a dirty vest and a hat. Mike, if we ever do this live, you have to wear your slippers. Oh, well. yeah. You have to. Just wear it. Um, I despise those, the, the Superman slippers. I'm sorry. I, I no, hate Superman. I like your slippers, mate. It was yeah. a gift, but. Chris uh, Austin. Joey Signario. Diameter Voev, Mia Zapata, that was the one from the Gits, yeah. lead singer of the Gits, Kurt Cobain, yeah. Kristen Puff, Richie Edwards, Stretch, Fat pa- who the fuck is Fat Pat? And that's not a very flat name. <laughs> he was an American rapper, member of the scr- member of the screwed up clique, and he was murder killed to death. Murder killed. Um, murder killed. Oh, murder killed. <laughs> uh, not meta. <laughs> it was a bit meta. Freaky Tar, I'm guessing he's a rapper. Cami, Rodrigo Bueno, Sean Patrick McCabe, Maria Serrano Serrano. Oh, you get your second name twice, do you? Yeah. What did she do? Uh, background singer for Passion Fruit died in a plane crash. Oh, that's not me. That doesn't count. Yeah, it's not I mean, I'm sure she counted to a family, but you know, not to yeah, it's not 27. Uh, Jeremy Michael Ward, Jonathan Brandis, Brian Otterson, Devon. Oh, the mur- the- Amy Winehouse, and then we, we don't. Come on, we don't know. Oh, Anton Yelchin, I know that name. He was in Star Trek. Film. Actor, yeah, yeah Chekhov. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, oh, and he yeah. died in a weird way. Yeah, he, he, he'd run over by his own car. Yeah, like he, he was fucking about in the garage, like the handbrake of the car. What's all, wrong all with Chekhov, it. man? Why suicide Chekhov? But um, that's based. There's a couple more on there, but um, the ones that count really are the ones with it. There's five of them in there. I did write. Robert Johnson. Yeah. Um, we didn't. You didn't do Brian Jones. Or oh, Robert yeah. Stone's I home, did mention Brian Jones. Did you yeah. I missed him? Uh, Joplin, Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Kurt and Amy. Kurt and Amy are the big so, ones, yeah. aren't they? Was this? What are we thinking? This is the pack of the devil. Uh, Twenty-seven. I think, that I expires. Still, well, what you could say is that at twenty-seven. Mm. I mean. When I hit my late twenties, I started to get hangovers a lot more. Mm. Yeah, I started to have an existential did crisis you used to on a daily basis. I used to fantasize about dying at twenty-seven. Uh, no, I, I did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's me or anyone else did, but I fantasized about because all late. my musical heroes, fucking Morrison, Cobain, Hendrix, they all die at twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, but I thought if I'm going to go, I want to go at twenty-seven. Yeah, if I'm a famous rock star. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just... not, I'm an unknown bum in Telford. Yeah, so exactly. I'm going to linger on. <laughs> I didn't want to die at the bedroom at my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. like, you're, you're a thirty-five-year-old. No one's going to put me on the Wikipedia <laughs> list. Like, what? he recorded an audio book once. Like, he did a podcast. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like... a rock star, so I'm going to piss everyone off, and I'm going to linger as long as I can. You're linger longer than the cockroaches after the nuclear ending nuclear holocaust. I used to see myself as a bit of a. Jim Morrison writing my poems, doing me drugs, drinking me beer. And then I hit 30 and girls started to realise I was a fucking loser. (laughs) (laughs) And then that all dried up. The beautiful women disappeared. Drugs started to kick my arse. Um, I realised all my poems were shite. (laughs) And then, yeah, and I'm 34 and I'm still kicking, you know, and uh, yeah. 
And now we're doing a podcast! Yeah! Yeah. 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 Now I'm like complaining about how we're old and crap. I'm an amateur journalist. But if if out there somewhere on the crossroads on one of my drunken, drugged up stumbles home... You sure that fox wasn't the devil in other... Oh, I did sing to him. Now, but if, if the devil had appeared and said to me, now what's in this deal? So you give me your soul and I get to go on and have all this fame and, yeah, and talent and fame and wonderness. So what do I have to do? Just keep doing... If he pops up now and then says, here, can you do this little errand for me? Can you pop to Tesco's? Yeah. Uh, and kill the cashiers. Yeah. Yeah. Change the name. Karen, her name is. <laughs> You'll see her. She's got a dodgy eye. You'll see her. Tattoo of a dolphin on her wrist. That's it. A bit yeah. of squinty eye. You'll see her. <laughs> miss her. So, but, but then what? So, I just have to do what he tells me, and then if I stop doing what he tells me, I'll start saying, hey, devil. If I have musical differences with the devil and I'm like, I want to go in a different direction. I want to start, I want to do a concept album about the story of a caterpillar from um, um, birth to death. And, you know, there'll be lots of lovely characters in it. And the devil's like, fuck no, you keep doing that drug, that that mental. Yeah, you keep leading the fucking kids down the rock and roll path. Do as you're told, or I'll send McCartney round. No, not McCartney. Yeah, four. I'll send four round, right? No, no, not four. Oh, no, I don't want to hear him. He's a psycho. He just plays Hey Jude at me every time I fucking see him. Every fucking time. He literally murdered Amy Winehouse with Hey Jude. He sang it to her till her brain melted. Can I just say, I fucking hate Paul McCartney. I think you mentioned it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't like him. Honestly, it's like you drag him out. Anything like the Queen's Jubilee, the opening of the Olympics, any major. It's like a fucking hey judogram at this point. <laughs> weddings, birthdays, and bar mitzvahs. Paul McCartney will turn up and sing fucking hey jude for you for a million in cash. For a million in cash and a fucking knighthood. And here I am, fucking just sat there thinking, I don't want to hear this song anymore. I've heard it to death. Oh. I don't want to hear this one. Why can't you play? Oh, is it that or Let It Be? You're just gutted because they want to listen to Paul McCartney, not you whine on for hours. <laughs> I, hey. I, I, I can whine on hey. fucking longer ben, than that. Ben, I'm ben you. he's still alive. He still sings. I mean, Let Paul McCartney be. is a fantastic musician. Hey. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like his lawyers. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's a fool who plays it cool. Just admit it. You like him. I, I, oh, no. Um, I wish he stopped dyeing his fucking hair. <laughs> Sorry. So the 27 Club. 27 yeah. Club. Was it a part with the devil? I think it's more at the point where you do a lot of drugs when you're young and your yeah. body just can't mm. handle it as soon as you hit a certain point. Yeah? I mean, Cobain had like a $400 a day heroin habit. Cobain, like, though. $400 a day? I don't think Cobain had anything yeah. to do with the devil. That I think it had a lot to do but with if people. You know your, if you know your, your customer's Cobain, you're going to whack the price up, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, I know, but still $400 a His day. His death was dodgy, though. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, well, did it. I, I think... The future man, episode. Yeah. Future I, episode. Just definitely. briefly, I've been told, and I believe this, that the amount of heroin inside of him, uh, there's no way I'd be compass I've seen a debunked video of that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a guy with twice as much as Kick and he's, he's walking around. But the problem is, my heroin isn't a standard substance. No, that yeah. He can't, he, he, also he can't that, do the same experiment because you cannot no. get that same heroin. I, I've took. seen a debunking video to your debunking video. <laughs> <laughs> I think and, I just debunked it. And, well, I, 
again, yeah. they used um, methadone, uh, was it? not heroin, because you uh, can't just get people heroin. Yeah. It's meth. They use uh, methadone in right. that because you, see. yeah, because yeah, it could be because street heroin. Even if you're Kurt Cobain, you still gotta yeah, buy it from sen- a criminal. You're sending people it's out to get it for you. Yeah. What was his dodgy mate that bought him the gun? Yeah. Cali. Yeah. Cali. So, no, yeah. he was a bloke, wasn't he? Yeah, his name yeah. was... Yeah, Callie was the, the nanny. He was one of Courtney Love's mm. ex-boyfriends. He was from California. That's what they called him, uh, Callie. He was um, Francis Bean Cobain's um, nanny, uh, sort of looker-after-her kind of guy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he went to... I think... I it was someone called Carson or something, was I it? Don't, I'm sure he went to give him the gun. I don't know. Um, we'll have to fact-check it. Don't mm. take our word for that. Allegedly. Um, anyway, either way... He was he was uh, he was a bit of a douche as well. So yeah. speaking of douche, wasn't it El Duce? The El Duce. El Duce. Oh, what was the name of the band? Oh. But I know the song was called Donkey Dick. Donkey Dick. Donkey Dick. I got a donkey. Well, he said on camera. It is real thick. <laughs> he said on camera, didn't he? Basically, that he admitted someone it. paid. Yeah, caught you Fifty grand. Yeah. And then didn't he get hit by fucking trains? He did. He got drunk and fell asleep on some train tracks. A couple of weeks later. Oh, was it Paul McCartney? He makes Jason Bourne look like fucking Jason Donovan. He's the baddest, most fucking killer CIA top level assassin. And and he fools you with his shuffling, bumbling. Yeah, yeah don't sing that no, fucking man. song. <laughs> He's a hell of a shot with a rifle. He and is. a blow dart. <laughs> and a poison tip brolly. And the old, um, the old watch the fire. <laughs> he, oh! was, he was chasing Diana. Hey, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, Mike, we have though, um, so I'd I, love I, to believe, I would love to believe, we were talking earlier that Rings record companies have a massive sway and influence over society, over the masses, and um, maybe they kill off their creations when they stop playing ball. Yeah. Or maybe it's Eric Erickson, the um, yeah. psychiatrist. Uh, he came psychologist. Up, psychologist. Sorry, came up with them um, sort of stages of development in like the conflict that you go through in various stages, and at that stage, twenty twenty one to thirty nine. Yeah. Is called There's something called a period of intimacy versus isolation. Oh, so right. imagine you're you, yeah, go so, on. so imagine you're a famous rock star for your twenties, your early to mid twenties. You've been successful. You've been um, focused purely on your career. You've had all this smoke blown up your ass. You know you, you're loved by millions, but you're lonely. Yeah, you're 27. You're at the time where you're sort of maybe thinking about should I be settling? Should I? be making a family you know it and you're alone so it's a a weird conflict of being so famous and so popular but being so isolated which then leads to drugs yeah drink and these people usually because of their personality the type of personality that gets into art and expression tends to be the type that leans towards drugs Mm. and drink and abuse and they don't have people around them who are going to say society doesn't they have yes men. Sort of yeah, they have yes men around them who don't yeah. want to lose their paydays. Yeah, society so. wants hedge fund, hedge fund bankers. Yeah, and fucking, you know that's what they want. They don't want creative people. Nope. So unless it, they can make a fast book. Yeah, unless you're government sanctioned like Britpop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe there is just a thing of 
Um, let's look at all the musicians. I mean, yeah. if we were proper journalists, we could have looked at this. How many musicians died at 29? Well, I've got, I've got, I've actually got somewhere who did a research into this. Jesus ah, Christ, you've got a proper journalist. journalist. Yeah. Thank He's God. Science expert, <laughs> proper <laughs> journalist. It was a researcher called Adrian Barrett. Mm-hmm. And he took a, ta- a sample of 1,046 random musicians mm-hmm. that had UK number ones between 1956 and 2007, okay? Mm-hmm. Total random. He found no statistical spike at 27. Right. Okay. Okay. What he did, the average of people died at twenty-seven was only one point three percent. Okay. That's the highest was two point three percent, and that was at age fifty-six. Wow. Which makes kind of sense. Which I think yeah, that's the drug the abuse drugs, of your twenties. Yeah, he did up. find interesting that that during their twenties, um, rock stars have a three times greater chance of death than the general public. So if you're going to be a rock star. In your mm. 20s, you're three times more likely to die than the average Joe. Go so, steady so if we, we really formed a band now and became yeah. famous, we'd have a good chance of surviving during our 30s. Yeah. There you go. But saying that, I, I doubt our abilities to survive after the drugs and the women so, and the money are pushed out. As, as much as I'd like this 27 thing to be real, I I think it's bollocks. Yeah, I, I, think I would it's agree. A I, think, I, think it's, I think it's possibly a factor of the psychological thing. And yeah. the fact that you're very young and you're given a lot of money yeah. and you're kind of kept away apart from people around you who are... Yeah. basically told to party yeah. with you and they're too scared to say no to you because so like, they want to keep their free yeah, ride they're, yeah. getting, they're getting a free, they're getting a paycheck yeah. like you say the more you get famous the more isolated you become it, mm-hmm. it's well known yep you know, so you start doing the drugs so you got money to burn you don't mind you can spend 400 dollars down heroin because it doesn't matter yeah. you got millions in the bank what the yeah. fuck's that matter and then you get the odd person who does have a stable marriage or relationship and still handles fame and they tend to seem to handle it yeah. A little Eddie better. Is a good example. Um, yeah. Hey, my f- I'm wearing, wearing a Maiden T-shirt yeah, now. Bruce, my, uh, probably yeah. gun to my head. Favorite band. I might say Maiden. It depends what day you get me on, uh, or I'd say Johnny Cash. But Bruce Dickinson. Look at that guy. He's yeah, had a few marriages, but never got into the drugs. Yeah. Really, never. They were just yeah. working class guys. Who? Well, he's not working class really. But Steve Harris was. But they were just guys who worked bloody hard, knuckled yeah. down at it. You know, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they fired the first singer because you just turned up late. Yeah, they they're very professional. Steve Harris, from what I understand, runs a fuck. That's why they call him the boss, don't they? Yeah. Uh, well, he's the only guy that's been, been there, there since day time, one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the band, band has changed. He named the band. It was his band, and they, you know, they run a tight ship. They don't fuck. I mean, they're consummate professionals. Yeah, they turn up on time. They yeah. play a set. They play perfectly. I think perfectly. that's the difference. I saw Amy. I I. Was a little bit in love with Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I'd have still done and smack at Amy. I oh me too. When she had the tits done, I'd still. I'd have but done I, I was thinking more of less objectifying her as a as a, as a physical form, and I loved her as an artist. Yeah, she was um, good at that too. Yeah, and it would have fucked it. Just a beehive thing but, going on. I don't know what it was. So I used to work for the listeners at home for a wonderful period of my life for about six years. I knew a man who ran a market store. Uh, at music festivals so every summer I would go from festival to festival basically I did Glastonbury Download V all the big ones even the dance ones that I didn't really enjoy so much but they were cult- it was a cultural experience to go to those things I wanted desperately to see Amy perform we were doing a market at V and um, and I went to see it because we only when I was working for the market store the way I did it was um I couldn't just fuck off and see any yeah. band. We'd pick one 
and we'd agree that get somebody else to cover me, one of the other lads. As you know, you like a row to kind yeah, of Yeah, and we'd pick one artist that, you know, if there was someone you really wanted to see him. By God, I've been looking forward to Amy. Comes on stage at least half an hour late. She's oh. clearly fucking wasted drunk. And it's hard to watch. She can't sing because uh, she's so drunk. The backing singers have to cover for her. She just stops yeah. singing at certain points and goes off doing stuff. And the backing singers have to cover. And it was too sad to watch. I walked off and I went around the corner. And I think it was the Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, were bigger. But they were comparatively from going from that pretty tragic scene. I went around the corner to the littlest stage and the Kaiser Chiefs were bouncing all over the place. I predicted right. Yeah, it was, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm, And I enjoyed it. But yeah, I won't forget that. She, she, she was a tragic case, man. Yeah, she wasn't, yeah. and my point is, I suppose, is she wasn't a consummate professional because her addictions and the people around her maybe should take some responsibility, but her addictions were allowed to fucking um, train wreck uh, uh, you got to look yeah. at her father for that, who was a manager, yeah. and was like, you know, he he knew what was going on, mm. but he didn't try and stop it because yeah. the gravy train was rolling. Yeah. She, every time she turned up drunk to a concert, like mm. me, publicity, mm. publicity, and yeah. any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And you know, it sells a few more records, it gets a few more inches in column uh, in the media columns. Hello. And uh, <laughs> it's a few more inches as well, probably. <laughs> and the tragic thing was with her that she'd actually got clean before she died. Yeah, and that's what killed her, wasn't it? Probably getting the clean. I'm yeah. a big believer if you do something for long enough mm. and then you stop, you'll die. There's oh, definitely yeah. some, alcoholism because, is, is major for I mean, like, um, yeah. you know, I mean, you Keith Richards had his blood changed. Mm. You've got to do you know, it under took, medical supervision. Yeah. He, he went to Switzerland. Level. And had his blood changed. Yeah. Right? Literally, they drained mm. it out of him in one end and put more into him in the other. Uh, I think Lemmy, they took Lemmy to have the same thing done. Yeah. And the doctor took his blood sample and went, If you stop taking speed, mate, you're going to die. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was drinking a bottle of Jack a day, doing speed, smoking 40 fags, but he did riding around in his Nazi tank. Uh, he came into his 70s. So, what can you say? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 maybe it's just their genetics. It's okay, they There's knowing your limits. There's a perfect example, Lemmy. He did the rock star thing. Oh, they God. didn't get to the the highest heights of. No, well, but I mean, they did enough. They did, they're still considered legends. I mean, yeah, legends. The amount of motor, the amount of motorhead t-shirts I saw yeah. this year. I listened even, to the they're album. They're not even there, you know. <laughs> the other day, I listened to the album Rock and Roll. Um, I think the album's called Rock and Roll. I know the first track's called Rock and Roll. Um, Apologise to motorhead fans if I'm wrong, but I listened to that album twice the other day in a row. It's fucking amazing. He's just playing classic rock and roll, really, but fucking loud and yeah. fast and with that amazing voice from the other side of another dimension. That yeah. voice, man, no one will sound like that ever. But there's a perfect example, see? I don't think Lemmy had to sell his soul. Um, I think he had it. He, he, he mm. Motorhead, but he used to play in... He, I mean, wasn't he Hawkwind? Hawkwind. Hawkwind? And then in his off time from Motorhead, he mm. would tour with a bunch of other guys who were in... 60s uh, rock and roll bands and he would just go and quite happily play bass yeah. and not sing and stand there and, mm-hmm. and play classic rock and roll hits mm-hmm. I mean it, it's nuts I mean he was I watched there was a great documentary and I think I saw it on um, BBC3 or something like that and it was you know the guy was just a well rounded individual yeah mm-hmm. he had his issues mm-hmm. but outside of the scene I mean, he, he lived, was fairly well rounded he lived till nearly 77 never mind bloody yeah. you know 27 so I think should we try I would love, I would love to think that there is a CIA Illuminati hitman 
hopefully for McCartney, <laughs> killing off these people when they stop playing the game. But frankly, no. I do think the powers that be, very high up corporate people, possibly the Illuminati, do uh, have a mass effect on society in quite a nefarious, not very good for us way. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think that is yeah, fact. that's provable. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. The, the Twenty Seven Club. I I think it's a big case of coincidence. And the list that we read, five or six names jumped yeah. out at us. You know, um, so yeah. yeah. But music, I think there's definitely there's some cool shit. You know, and yeah, I'd love absolutely. to think that some of these bands got inspiration at least maybe or I don't know if they got special powers from Satan but I can't argue with the amount of Buddy Holly I mean that, that was, was some, that's some weird shit going some on weird there. coincidences going on there yeah you know I'm never going to listen I really like Buddy Holly too but I'm going to I'm not going to listen to him again. I'm going to tell my, my father to stop listening to him as well immediately um, it's, it's bollocks though isn't it I mean all of it let's face it are you going to go a blanket bollocks? Yeah, a bollocks yeah. blanket. That's yeah, it. Well, I agree with Gaz on the on the controlling. <laughs> obviously, the control art, uh, culture and the, and the music and what what comes out of that is blatantly obvious. But all the feisty packs and I mean, we just like to put if stories. I could, if I could it, sell my soul, you got you got first yeah. of all you got to you got to believe in the devil, then, and then yeah. then you got to believe in God. Believe in the devil, surely. Yeah, yeah, yin yang, opposite, good yeah. life, good evil, blah blah blah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and as well, I am healing. a, um, not an atheist, what am I? Agnostic. I'm an agnostic. You sit on the fucking fence because you've so, got to make a bastard decision, you fucking <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. Something, something as huge as there being a god, yeah. Sorry, oh, there you go. I think that move on. That just takes some deliberation, I'm afraid. Sorry, I'll move on. You know, I'm not yeah. just going to go, you know, well, I agree, flip, a, flip a coin. I Sorry, I'll move on. There you go. So, I can't... Don't even have a fucking fantasy world, move on. I can't lend myself to these theories because I don't, I don't necessarily... I believe there is or isn't a God, so... Yeah, he's good. Where to get off the fence? But remember, you hate Trump because of frequencies and your DNA. <laughs> DNA is alien. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll be aliens, I believe all that. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, and on that I note, think that's a perfect way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have been uh, Ben, Gaz, and Mike, and Ooh. we've been cutting the bull, and we need to plug our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, Facebook.com <laughs> slash cutting through if the you, bull. If you Google cutting through the bull in the post truth apocalypse, I believe YouTube, then Facebook are the first things mm. to turn up, then on iTunes, possibly. So that's one way of doing it, or just search Facebook itself. You'll yeah. find us. And we are also like on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Stitcher, Player.fm. Um, YouTube, as mentioned. iHeartRadio, yeah. I Like the Facebook page, because we post some things pertinent to the next show. Beforehand. Yes, so you get a sneak peek. Yeah. yeah. And uh, add me as a friend, I might send you a dick pic. Um, <laughs> should, we, should we do something for 100 likes? No, not dick pics. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not going to send dick pics. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, why not? We'll talk about this off the air, shall right, we? Shall 100 we? likes, we'll send a dick pic. You have yeah. to guess whose dick it is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. We, we won't. We won't. We won't. 100 no. likes. 100 like. If you're the 100th person that likes it, I will personally pay for a T-shirt to be printed of the logo of the There you go. There we go. And there you go. I'll come round your house and show you my dick. <laughs> <And> show <sister. laughs> Maybe have sex with a family member. We don't know. <laughs> okay. And on that note, <laughs> I'm <bored. laughs>
Goodbye. Free- and your pet. And your pet. <laughs> and your pet. <laughs> no, I'll show your pet. I'm not a shaggy dog. There's it's a goat. If you have a goat, cocaine, and a pentagram, we're going to have a fucking good time. Anyway, like the Facebook page, free Biff Tannen, and... Uh, and Hundred likes T-shirt. Hundred likes T-shirt. There, there you go. go. I make the promise. See you later. See you later. Good night. Night. Bless. Um, season bless. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping that in. <laughs>